WMNH, rip the knob off. Nothing here is permanent. There's no records to show. Cause we set them all on fire. I figured I'd let you know. You could find me in the afterglow. In like the wind, you just come and then go. Sometimes you stop to say hello Make moments that stay in your soul A voice echoes And I swear I think it's you Singing in the meadows I always knew that you'd come through for me I don't have the key Our death is guaranteed if you're living to breathe, just plant a tree. The end is coming shortly, no use in running from that pain you're feeling lately. It doesn't matter at all, you can't take nothing with you, just leave it all on the floor. Spend all your time looking for truth in the lies.
morning, everyone. Welcome. Here we go. It is that time again. Matt Connerton Unleashed. And we are live from the studios of WMNH 95.3 FM in glorious downtown Manchester, New Hampshire. A little uh, chilly out, but glorious nonetheless. Also on Comcast Channel 6 if you're in Manchester. And hello to all of our online listeners across the nation. And around the globe, you can go to my website, mattconnerton.com, for all of your live streaming options, social media links, contact info, show archives, etc., etc. Today is Saturday, December 9, 2023, and I am not alone. Jenny is here at the news desk. I am present and accounted for. Yes, welcome. And today I am wearing Grimrock. Ah, yes. Yes. For those uh, watching online. Yes, yes, yes. Yep, he's uh, from uh, Pennsylvania, one of the uh, many uh, incre- amazing fun. musicians we've had on the show. I really like him a lot, and he's a lot of fun. Oh, by the way, uh, so we played uh, that opening song, uh, Don't Have a Say in Anything. That is uh, Kenny Troon. I hope I'm saying his last name correctly. It's T-R-U-H-N. It looks like Troon. We'll find out for sure when he's here. Uh, but he's going to be coming up in the third hour today at 11 a.m. And yeah. uh, he's coming in to play live for us, and we have some studio tracks. And I love that song. I, I do, too. It was It was an easy decision in terms of uh, what song I was going to open the show with today because that's a, that's a great track. Don't have a say in anything. I like that a lot. He sent me a few other songs, too. Uh, one of them, a live performance uh, that he sent. But uh, So we'll, we'll play all of those today and really looking forward to meeting him in the uh, third hour. Um, we also we had another guest uh, scheduled, but he had to reschedule uh, our friend Ray Coates. Yeah. from across the pond he was going to skype in but apparently he has the flu and uh so he's gonna what, was the next week he's joining us i know the next no he's uh i know for the i think it's the 23rd 23rd i know i know the le- the next uh, couple of saturdays we have really stacked shows which yeah, is we uh, do. which is uh fantastic but uh yeah so today we'll have kenny troon in the uh third hour uh also uh coming up in the uh at some point in the second hour we will have eric pilcher's a classic film review uh, our friend Eric Pilcher, he does a great job. Very popular segment on the show. And uh, I'm especially excited to share with everyone this week's classic film review from 1993, A Bronx Tale, uh, which, uh, of course, uh, starring and directed by uh, Robert De Niro and uh, Chaz Palminteri is in it. And uh, uh, one of my favorites, probably, I've never stopped to think about it in terms of making a list. If I were to make a list, though, of my top 10 favorite films of all time, I'm pretty sure. I don't know where on the list it would be, but I'm pretty sure a Bronx Tale would be on it. That's a, Have you seen that? Have you seen a Bronx Tale? I can't remember. Really? I really can't remember. You probably haven't then because you'd probably remember if you'd seen it. It's really good. So this is like, I've never heard you actually put a, a, a movie in a high ranking. Yes. I put many movies in high rankings. I put oh. some movies in low rankings. It all depends. Because we were talking about movies when we were coming in. Well, I mentioned it anyway. The Fifth Element is on my oh, list. Oh, yeah. The Fifth Element. Yeah, I've, n- I've never. On my list. I've never seen The Fifth Element. See, now I think no, you're crazy because it's an awesome. I, and, and you would see what I see in the world coming coming together. You perhaps. Know? Something about it never appealed to me. I mean, I like Bruce Willis, but. Come on. Something about The Fifth Element, it just never appealed to me. It's really good. What what doesn't appeal? I don't it's know. It's got everything. It's action. It's adventure. It's I don't know mystery, what it is. It's got sexy woman, sexy guy. No. Yeah. no. Well. Uh, yeah, I've just never seen it. But, uh, hey, that's, you know, that's nothing. Uh, look, uh, Friday nights we do Retrospectrum Radio with Paul E.C. here, and Paul has never seen 
this is Spinal Tap or Purple Rain. Which is very odd for, I know. for a music guy. I know. It's, it's not it's unacceptable know, it in my opinion. He's a DJ. No offense to Polly C, but it's just unacceptable. He needs to see these Because wasn't he a DJ? Yeah. How do you how do you not? How do you not? I don't know. I don't know. You you can't be a music person and not see Spinal Tap. I know. Yeah, you have to. uh, Yeah, and Purple Rain is the Purple God, so like you have to. Yeah, I was. uh, I've tried to tell him. I've said, listen, you see Purple Rain, you're going to be astounded by uh, Prince's acting, Uh, an Academy Award winning uh, performance, in my view. Absolutely, Uh, should have been. Yes. I, I, I'm sort of kidding. He barely, he barely, Pr- Pr- Prince barely has any dialogue in the film, but I'm not knocking it because I love Prince and I love the movie. When, <laughs> when, when I was a kid, my uh, true story, my grandparents took me because they knew that I loved Prince. So, you know, in the summers, I would go spend, spend the, the summer with family out in, uh, out in the Midwest in Chicago. How and old I, were you? And, uh, geez, I don't even know. I was, I, well, let me put it this way. I was young enough that my grandparents, uh, on my my mother's uh, parents, uh, they, uh, <laughs> I think, I think they had a little bit of uh, regret when they. <laughs> I was gonna wonder, especially with a particular scene in that film, because I was uh, I was certainly too young to go to an R-rated movie by myself. Um, <laughs> And I remember my grandmother was not particularly, uh, she wasn't into Prince. She really liked Morris Day, though. She was very taken with Morris Day. Really? Morris Day in the time, yeah. But she, she wasn't that She wasn't that into Prince. Oh, my mom loves Prince. But, oh, yeah, yeah. When I, was, um, when I was a kid, my mom wanted to go see Prince, and her friend was supposed to go with her. And back in the day, the only way to get tickets to a concert was through Ticketmaster, mm-hmm. and you had to call in on a phone line, mm-hmm. which meant running into massive busy signals, or you had to go there in person to buy the tickets. Yeah. Now, with the, these tickets were going on sale first thing in the morning. I was with my mom on a sidewalk <laughs> with yeah. a whole bunch of people camped out. We stayed on the sidewalk overnight. My dad thought we were nuts. My grandmother really thought we were crazy because she lived near the Ticketmaster, and... When it was about time that she would be awake, we 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 reached out to her and she she uh, sent over hot chocolate and animal crackers for us to nush on because we were we were we didn't think we didn't bring it much of anything with us. We were just excited to go do this. Yeah, and we did it, and we ended up with the tickets, and went to and it was the Paisley Park era, mm-hmm. so Sheila E was touring with them. Yeah, and it was an amazing concert. The concert. But that memory of just getting to sleep out on the sidewalk, waiting for those tickets. There was no online. There was none of this. Oh, yeah. This world didn't exist. You had to go to the Ticketmaster personally <laughs> or call in. And 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 unlike today in electronics, you call in, there's only so many lines. So you get busy signals. Oh, yeah. So you'd literally sit there and press. And, and there was no digital. Okay. We had to press every number with a finger or dial it. There was no. It seems had, al- it seems almost prehistoric, doesn't right? it? It's, it's so There's strange. No cell phones. I remember we called grandma from a payphone because there was no such thing as a cell phone. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. The more I the deeper I get into this, the more ancient I feel. Well, you know what's uh, <laughs> odd about that? I was thinking about this recently. Is um, you know, obviously for people who are young enough that they grew up with the internet, this all sounds 
um, very strange. But uh, I think for a lot of us who are old enough to have grown up without the internet, it also sounds very strange because as, as you're sitting there describing that it, it's even though I vividly remember that time, somehow it, it's like, I feel like we're all so far removed from it, even though we're old enough to remember that because it just sounds so straight. It, it sounds so bizarre, you know, like, like some things from, from when I was a kid don't seem that straight. Like, yeah, you know, I remember when there were pay phones and, you know, phone booths everywhere before everybody had a cell phone and whatnot. It's like, yeah, that's, that's how it was when I was growing up. But then when you start talking about like buying tickets and having to go to Ticketmaster or try to call on the phone, it, it sounds like a, like another lifetime. Doesn't it really it? Does. It's like, like another universe. Like how did, how did, it reminds me of that scene in uh, uh, Star Trek, uh, is it uh, Star Trek five? Um, when they, uh, when they go to find Spock and, and, and they, oh no, it's where they save the whales okay. and, and, and they, they have to travel back in time to earth yes. at that point, which was present day in the eighties. Yes. And, and they have to interact with you know, the world. And, 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 and uh, <laughs> Dr. McCoy makes that comment of it's amazing. These people ever got out of the 20th century. Um, you know, because some, somebody's extra. somebody's buying a newspaper out of a machine, and McCoy just can't believe what he's seeing. Computer, but it, but that's how it feels to me. Like <laughs> like thinking about you know Ticketmaster, and well, I mean Ticketmaster, you know, it's Live it's Nation; it all still exists. Yeah. But but you know, having to go there and and try to oh, uh, Eric Pilcher says that's four. Okay, oh, three is the search for Spock. That's right. Four is when they they find him and they save the whales. Um, and then five is where they go to find God. Which I think is an underrated Star Trek film, even though I'm the only one who actually likes Star Trek V. But that's what that makes me think of when you're talking about all that. It's like, wow, that we we really did exist in that time. But I I, I feel like we're all so far removed from it. We are. I mean, and and then to go to the Prince concert, which was at Boston Garden, which is now TD Garden. Yeah. Um, you you couldn't have any kind of cameras on you. If you got caught with a camera, they'd kick you out. Yeah. You couldn't get caught with a recording device. Yep. Which back then would have been like a tape player because you couldn't walk around and record on a disc. People had so those uh people had those dat uh recorders. Yep. Yep. Which actually were for uh for such small and seemingly primitive technology by today's standards, the sound quality on those was actually really good. Yeah, but that that was that was You the could day. get you could get really good bootleg recordings with those. Those th that part was easy because you just keep it in your uh, jacket or whatever. But to sneak in a camera, you know, again before everyone had cell phones, uh, to, yeah, to, to, to actually camera. to actually sneak in a camera was much riskier. Yeah, because they'll take it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, because yeah. they would take it. Yeah. And they toss you if they caught you taking pictures. They'd pull you out of the garden and toss you. Yeah. You'd get in trouble for that. Now it's like everybody put your cameras up. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a, it, it is a really different. I like this world better. I really love yeah. technology. Give me more of the Jetsons. It probably seems um, leaning into it. And of course, you know, for especially, you know, for what I do for work and whatnot, um, kind of have to like I, I feel a certain pressure to keep up with it all because I don't want to be left behind. But I think for those of us who lean into it, that probably contributes to why it sounds so primitive even though even though we are old enough to have experienced it, it sounds so primitive now thinking back to uh, 
you know, having to go to physically pick up tickets or call Ticketmaster or whatnot. And keep a map but, book in the car. Oh, yeah. Because then you'd have to get out the big giant map book and yeah. trace the route so oh, you yeah. could figure what out a, how to get there. What a nightmare. There was but, no... <laughs> but it probably, it, it probably because we lean into the technology, it, it is probably why it seems primitive, primitive to us. Whereas someone who... Um, doesn't because some people actively resist technology. Oh, yeah. And to those people, it probably doesn't seem primitive at all. It just seems like, oh, a simpler time. I wish we could, because there are people, I mean, there's people younger than us who I hear talk like that. Oh, I wish we could go back to the way no, it was. And, no, And it's like, uh, no, no, thank you. You, you, you don't want to go back to no. the way it was. The way it was um, was fine for that time. It's like, um, why wouldn't you want things to be better? Work smarter, not harder. That's my motto, okay? I mean, why wouldn't you want to? I like that I can look at my doctor on my computer screen and have a quick appointment and not have to wait. Oh, the earliest we can get you in is, uh, you know, three weeks from now. Instead of something like that, I, they, oh, well, we can slide you into a telehealth. Boom, there's my neurologist on my screen. Give me the Jetsons more. I love it. I'm waiting for my self-driving car that can get me anywhere I want to go. Um, yeah, I, I think that, uh, yeah, technology is something to uh, to be embraced. Um, True. You know, I, I probably wouldn't be sitting here doing the show with it. Well, I mean, obviously, you know, radio wouldn't exist at all without uh, some degree of technology, but... Uh, to be able to do a, a show like this and, uh, you know, distribute it online and whatnot. I mean, that, you know, pre-internet, that wouldn't have been uh We have the world possible, at our fingertips. Yeah. That's something I used to say to my son all the time growing up. If you would ask me about something, I would tell him, you know, go look it up. You have the world's largest encyclopedia at your fingertips. Because I remember how much, I guess I, that always stuck with me because encyclopedias were a big deal for me. To get yeah. my hands on one and to get to, you know, look up the whole you know, I get excited. I've got this, uh, the Britannica, <laughs> and I've got, you know, I don't know, whatever the other one was. But it, it would just be exciting for me to find the information I needed. Now, you can have anything. You can have umpteen different points of view on one topic at, at just at the click of your fingers. There's no excuse for not knowing about something. If if somebody says you should pay attention to this, and you, you can go look it up. The, the, the worst is... Uh... Uh, people who, <laughs> um, I I kind of I kind of call this old man syndrome, and I, I only really hear I, partly because I only really hear men. Uh, I don't I don't think I hear women make this complaint. This seems to be a male fixation. But when I hear men say, uh, you know, oh there's there's uh, there's no good music anymore. You know, I I miss the music yeah, when I was when I when I was that? growing up, and it's and and but the way that ties into technology, which makes it even more absurd. You know, aside from the fact that you know, uh, I, because there are people who it's like <laughs> their whole thing is you know all the good music was made uh, stopped being made when I graduated high school or when I graduated college, and everything after that's terrible. It's like not not only are are you missing out by closing yourself off, but it's easier than ever. Because of technology, yeah. to get access to any kind of music you want to hear, there's a whole world of. Because it, it was a subject we discussed uh, recently on the show regarding uh, Spotify and and some new. Um, yes, we might even, if we have time, we might even talk about Spotify today. There's some news there, but you know how they've had to uh, finally make some rules about you know uh, what can be uploaded because it's it's getting to a point where you know there's just millions and millions and millions of songs being created all the time and and you know they have to go somewhere online 
And it's like, uh, you know, not only is it easier to access anything that you want to hear than it's ever been, but there's so much. That's why I always credit my dad. You know, my dad, who is in his 70s, um, he's he, he loves hearing new music. Uh, even today, he's still, I mean, he's hipper than I am when it comes to music. Like, he knows bands I've, you know, because he lives on the... Uh, uh, I mean, he's not the most technological guy, but he but he likes accessing music online. But he also lives on the seacoast, so he listens to WUNH, the great college station, and hears yeah, all yeah, kinds yeah. of new stuff that you won't hear on uh, mainstream commercial radio. And um, so, so he's but he's an exception to the rule. Most people, geez, it, it's like well, I I think although I don't think it happens with musicians, but I think non musicians are much more likely to. It's like they get to like age thirty, and it's like that's it. I'm only going to like music that was made up to this point and anything after this, I'm going to not like. And it's like, you've, you've got less of an excuse than ever to, to just close yourself off that way because you have access with the internet. You can, you, I mean, geez, any genre of music, no matter how obscure you could think of, just Google it and you'll find yeah. somebody making that kind of music. And, or if you're really stuck on the sounds of whatever it is you grew up with, I promise you, I promise you, like if you're a classic rock guy, and again, I say guy because not, you know, I, I, I feel like women don't fall into this trap as much. But if you're a classic rock guy and that's all you want to hear is classic rock, you know what? I'm sure you can go online and find bands, young, new bands that are making music, new music that sounds like classic rock very easily. Yeah. <laughs> you, you can find anything so the, there's no excuse for getting stuck in that. And that's one of the great things about technology, too, because every once in a while, and it's the same type of people that with the old man syndrome, they'll say things like, oh, I liked it when I was a kid. We used to just go to the record store and flip through or CDs and flip through and, and find something new to listen to. And we didn't have all this Spotify and everything. And it was great. And it's like, yeah, you know what? I have nice memories of that, too like going to a store and finding stuff. But I wouldn't trade what we have now to go back to it. Yeah, that was fine. Kidding? That was fine when I was a kid. Yeah, those are nice memories. But now, today, I can find any anything I can think of that I would want to play on the show right now. I can literally find it in seconds and then play it. It's amazing. We live in an amazing time. And it's uh, so bizarre that uh, some people won't just embrace it. I mean, you're you're missing out, especially, though, when it comes to music, you're missing out if you just close yourself off. You can hear anything you want to at any time. It's 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 uh it's an incredible time to be alive. It's kind of funny because I'm kind of I find myself in almost an opposite category. I'm always listening to independent artists because I get the joy of listening to the artists that we yeah that we book and and stuff. So I always have that kind of thing going through my playlist on on Amazon on on whatever right. And just recently, I started listening to some of the 80s music that I used to listen to as a kid. Yeah. Because it just kind of creeped into my playlist. Yeah. But I, it's one of the greatest things about doing what we do and doing this is getting to hear different genres, different walks of life. I've seen and heard things I would have never thought of. Um, the gentleman that came in that was doing looping on a viola. That was mm -hmm. incredible. Yeah. That was incredible. We're surrounded by so much talent and having the ability to just at your fingertips go, oh, I'll try this new thing or I'll listen to this new person um, is, is amazing to me. Yes, I enjoyed flipping through albums. To, for me, my enjoyment in that was mostly going to a British store looking for the UK imports. 
because they always had maybe one different song. They had different liner notes or they had different album art. And I was into that. Um, but as far as getting to hear music, oh, give me my computer any day of the week. I can go to any band sites. I can go to Bandcamp. I can go to just anything and, and hear any music I never even thought of or yeah. or even fathomed in my brain that somebody's out there performing oh, yeah. and then you get drawn into that really cool new sound. Yeah. Those new vocal stylings. There's a lot more. I think there's a lot. The The benefit of today's world is that artistically, the globe is our canvas. Mm -hmm. It's not yeah. limited to your little, like we were limited as kids. I was limited, very right. limited. We were limited to what we heard on the radio and what we saw on MTV. It, or you and, read and, it in a and, newspaper. And if you wanted to, and if you wanted to hear stuff outside of the mainstream, you had to dig a little bit deeper. You know, you had to listen to may, maybe, uh, you know, if you were in an area where there was a college radio station, you know, you could listen to college radio or, uh, or watch uh, on Sunday nights. MTV had a show called 120 Minutes which was, um, you know, more alternative, you know, before mainstream became alternative, you know, pre-grunge, you know, so you had to dig a little deeper. But that's no different than now. Like, I think now there's probably all these people walking around going, oh, I don't like new music. Yeah, I, I heard a Taylor Swift song and I didn't like it. And it's like, again, dig a little like deeper. Her. If you're only paying attention to what you're hearing in the mainstream, you know, it takes a minimum amount of effort to just dig a little deeper and you can find whatever it is that appeals to you. That's very true. That yep. is very, very true. I mean, all we could do is maybe go to a battle of the bands or some local venue and get oh. a taste of one, two, maybe, you know, just that's all you could get. Yeah. When we were younger. But now you can get anything. Yeah. Like literally anything. There's zero excuse. It's pure laziness is the only excuse for not for not being able to take in the music. Yeah. I mean, if you want it, yeah. if you want it, that's what I mean as far as when I say lazy, I mean, yeah, yeah. if you really want to hear different things, you literally just have to go turn on your computer. Yeah. Yep. Go to YouTube and hit music and see what flows up. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, if you'd like to join us today on the program, uh, the uh, studio line is open, 603-250-6007, 603-250-6007. And we will say hello to everybody in the chat room, too, in uh, just a moment. We have a busy chat room this morning, which is always nice to see. Uh, but uh, feel free to give us a call, 603-250-6007. Uh, you can also text us at 617-917-4476. I'm on social media, at Matt Connerton. Uh, you can email me, Matt, at mattconnerton.com. And, of course, you can interact and opine in the Facebook live chat. But the best thing to do so that we can hear and enjoy your dulcet tones is give us a call at 603-250-6007. Uh, uh, plug, too, before I forget, uh, tomorrow night, uh, at uh, it'll be 7 p.m. Eastern time. These guys are on the uh, West Coast, uh, 4 p.m. Pacific. Uh, I'm going to be uh, a guest uh, skyping into the uh, uh, Trevor's Happy Hour uh, podcast. I think they might also be carried on an AM station. Uh, in uh, cool, I, I think so. Um, but uh, I'm going to be skyping into that. Uh, I was invited. Uh, Trevor Garner invited me. Um, I I've I, I just know Kevin. I'm, I mean, sorry, not Kevin. Uh, Trevor online. Um, he wanted to, uh, he wanted me to, uh, Skype in and talk about the recent, uh, Daryl Hall and John Oates, uh, legal drama and some yeah. other, and some other elements. I guess he's got somebody else who's going to be joining us. Who's also going to be talking about, um, 
uh, you know, legal battles in music and, you know, it's always over money, uh, these things that happen uh, in the music industry. But uh, Trevor invited me to uh, to Skype in. So that will be if you go to uh, Trevor's happy dot com. That's the website where you'll be able to stream it live. And then I think he puts it up on YouTube after. So I will be a guest uh, tomorrow evening at uh, 7 p.m. Eastern time uh, on uh, uh, Trevor's happy hour and uh, looking forward to that. Um, I originally met him online because um, I had posted something uh, regarding uh, our old friend, the original. Uh, no, wait, I'm the original green host on uh, Not Even a Show. Newer, yes. newer listeners won't know You're what this is about, green. but that's right. He he's the Stone Green host. Oh yeah. But uh, yes, uh, our old uh, our old friend uh, Tom Gully, turned nemesis, who uh, who now hates me. He, he really hates you. He, he does. He despises me. Mm. Tom Gully from the Tom Gully Show. But I have nothing but crazy. love. Nothing but love for Tom. He's the only person I've ever met that hates you. No, I I, I I think there's probably, uh, you know. I, I, I said that I've ever met. That you've ever met, yes. Like, I'm not the world here. Right. That's true. I'm sure there are <laughs> other people. I don't mind. I mean, I, you know, I like having haters, actually. It's kind of fun. But uh, but Tom is a strange case, though. Yes, he is. He's a very strange case. His whole reason for being so angry with me to begin with was having Jesse P.S. from Pod Awful on the show. Uh, this was a couple of years ago. On your show. On my show. Je you know, Jesse had called in and... Um, and, uh, and Tom, Tom was very offended and disapproving of that. And now they're buddies, which is re even weirder. They're, 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 they're buds. Now. Even weirder. Now they, even weird. they had an eight hour oh, marathon yeah. show together. If you want to call it a show, I think it was, it was more them just being public with, yeah. with their, their relationship. Yes. <laughs> it was definitely interesting. No, they have a they have a great chemistry. It's and, interesting. Uh, you know, and uh, uh, Jesse has declared that Tom is now a friend of the show, officially, of Pod Awful. So, wow. You know, I did not know that. And I kind of feel like I uh, I helped bring them together, actually. Well, you did, actually. But, uh, you know, but uh, Tom is... Uh, so something know, good come of it. But I've tried to call into Tom's show a couple of times, and he gets he's very he upset with me, so... I went into his chat room once, and he attacked me. I remember that. He was there. He was very mean to you. I was very... Weird. It was very mean. I gotta back up a minute. I have a question for you because mm -hmm. something I was wanting to understand about the Hall and Oates issue. Yeah, is Hall refu is is Hall refusing to buy or Oates refusing to sell to Hall? It seems that I don't know if Hall wants to buy Oates's uh, stake in the uh, company that necessarily. If he just buys but, it, but the the problem is Hall does not want. John Oates wants to sell his stake in uh, Whole Oates Enterprises to Primary Wave. Right. Uh, and uh, Which, in fairness, they both sold shares to in the right. past. But I think Oates selling to Primary Wave would give uh, Primary Wave Control. a, con a controlling interest in, uh, in the company. And, so why uh, doesn't Hall just buy it? Uh, maybe, maybe he's not willing to pay what Primary Wave was paying. Maybe, well, then maybe, that's too bad, too sad for him. Maybe he's just angry because uh, his accusation is that Oates went behind his back and that it is in their partnership agreement that uh, you can't just go and uh, uh, show uh, their uh, their business agreement, their partnership agreement to to a third party without uh, permission. Uh, and uh, right, that's part of what. Paul's attorneys are accusing Oates of doing. Uh, it's uh, it's all very I came messy. Out initially in Team Hall, but this this point matters to me greatly mm -hmm. because if he's refusing to buy it for himself, he doesn't have a right to walk into a court and say, "Excuse me, I want to 
I want a restraining order to mm -hmm. stop Oats from being able to sell his portion. Mm -hmm. If it's Oats going, I'm not going to sell it to you. I'm going to like totally, you know, S you over and and uh, sell the controlling shares to this company and they're going to own what you wrote, what you did, your work. Mm -hmm. So that matters greatly to me, whether or not Hall is refusing to buy or not being allowed to buy. But Hall also claims in recent years that Oates has been very mean to him, which is uh, shocking to me. That's got nothing to do with the end of the day. We're talking business here. It's he controlling says, shares. It's got nothing to do with anything, he, whether you mean, nice, or whatever. He says Oates has been a mean man. Doesn't matter. Does not matter if he's been mean or not. Yes. In your opinion. That has nothing to do with the business arrangement. The business arrangement and all the body of work that they have. See, I, I'm firmly in, I, in every instance, I'm going to side with the artists to control their own creations, their mm -hmm. own songs, their own sounds that belong should belong to the artist it's part of the artist mm -hmm. as far as i'm concerned yeah so initially hearing this story it, my instinct is to say no of course we don't want a third-party company controlling all of this wonderful artistic music you know decades and decades of work mm -hmm. instead of the actual artist who did it but if the actual artist who did it is refusing to buy it you can't force the other guy to stay in the game. Mm -hmm. Oates has a right to get out. Oates has a right to say, you know what? I'm done. I want to retire. I want to take my money and go retire. Go do my own thing. But if it's in the partnership agreement that uh, neither can sell without the other's approval, that's a different story. Yeah. You willingly engaged in that agreement. It's right. in your. It's a contractual obligation. Right. So yeah, you're going to have to go to court if you want to change any part of that. Right. Because you are bound over by that. Yes. So again, yes. Well, just uh, quickly, we'll look at um, these are not now. These are not comments in the chat room, to be clear. These are comments on the uh, YouTube video. We posted the uh, clip of uh, us discussing this last week in great depth on uh, YouTube. And if you're looking for it on YouTube, it's titled Matt Connerton and Jen Coffey discuss Daryl Hall versus John Oates fight and legal drama. Um, but uh, just uh, a few comments that uh, people made. Uh, at what's the fuss four three three two uh said uh quote i don't know why i'm saying quote <laughs> <laughs> said the following uh this is a very sad situation i hope they can come to some better agreement yeah i'm 55 years old and i've been a fan of hollow notes ever since i was like 12 years old i just wanted to mention when you were talking about a song that would go for selling kfc I remembered in November 2017, Hall & Oates' song, You Make My Dreams, was used in an Applebee's commercial to sell dinners. Applebee's introduces its uh, tipped steak and twisted potatoes combinations to the tune of Hall & Oates' classic, You Make My Dreams. Diners can choose their steak topping and tater tot or mashed potato side for their own dream-worthy meal. <laughs> I have no memory of that. I don't remember the commercial, but You Make My Dreams was on the news within the past year or two years because it, it uh, topped, uh, I think, one billion streams on Spotify. Speaking of Spotify, which we were talking about earlier, um, Multi Peter Cool on the uh, YouTube video commented, H&O fans have known Daryl and John have been on thin ice for decades. It became obvious, by the way, they never acknowledged each other on stage during the 90s. I've lost a lot of respect for Daryl because of this. If your business partner wants to cash out his shares, he's entitled to do so. 
Your only recourse is to better the offer John has on the table. Case closed. I found the commercial. Oh, you did? Yeah. I did, and I just sent it to you. Oh, okay. So you, you'll be able to check that out. All right. Very good. Very good. Right. Um, at D-I-P-D-O, Dipdo7675. Uh, I apologize, uh, Dipdo, if I uh, didn't say that correctly. Uh, it always comes down to money. It becomes contentious when there is an imbalance in talent and production. And uh, at Sydney, uh, I'm sorry, at uh, Cindy10858 said, egomaniac, grow up. Now, that's a little cryptic. I don't know if Cindy10858 is calling Daryl Hall an egomaniac uh, or calling me an egomaniac. I don't know. But like I said, if, you know, if She's calling me that. That's fine. It's uh, like I, I, I do uh, think it's kind of fun to have uh, some haters. Oh, no, so, it wasn't KFC. So I don't know. Oh, what? Hmm? It's not KFC. It's Applebee's, right? No. Frito-Lay and Pepsi-Cola beverages. Oh. Uh, this is a plot of a new holiday TV ad from Frito-Lay and Pepsi-Co beverages titled Melt. The spot, which includes Holland Oates' timeless classic, You Make My Dreams Come True, as its soundtrack is part of a return of the two brands collaborative share more joy campaign. Ah. Uh, so that's what that was all about. Wow. But it does surprise me. I had honestly never knew that any of their work was used in a commercial. Oh yeah. I know it was jarring the first time I heard Prince in a commercial. Mm. Cause I know that he wouldn't have liked that. Yeah. I don't think he would have liked that at all. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, um, but yeah, if you don't control your publishing, people can uh, take your music and, uh, do as they, you know, if, if whoever own, does control the publishing, whoever owns it can. Which which comes back to the, the root of this 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 issue, this case. If it's about controlling their own body of creative work, and Oates is refusing to sell to Hall, that's one thing. Mm -hmm. If Hall is refusing to buy it, that's another. Mm. Well, I'm sure we'll learn more in the uh, coming days. Um, also, too, uh, speaking of food, that reminds me because uh, it was uh, quite the spread at uh, Bonfire uh, the other oh night. Oh, my god! Wednesday night, the uh, the Miracle on Elm Street, uh, very successful, very well attended. I have no idea what any final tallies were as far as. I heard on, but, the, mo but, on the morning show that it was around $10,000. Wow. Well, that's got to be that, that's got to be last year. Oh, it does. Wow. I, I remember here. I because I was listening to the morning show. Yeah, it, it did beat last year. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but it was amazing. Yeah. What an amazing night! I saw so many people. The whole place was packed, and it was oh, packed yeah. full of people that were there to support the kids here in Manchester. Mm -hmm. And I, um, at one point, I had taken a picture around this a Christmas tree at the front where people were dropping presents for kids of all ages. Mm -hmm. And it was like a, it was piled. It was deep. Yeah. It was, and my understanding was there's an even, there was an even bigger one at another location. So mm -hmm. it looks like, it really feels like the city came out for its own. Yeah, absolutely. It was excellent to see. And the food was amazing. Yes, yes. Somebody made, um, oh, what are those pastry I love? Uh, I can't think of the word for it. You know, the, the, the deep fried pastry. That Empanadas. Empanadas. Oh, yeah. Somebody brought in these empanadas that were amazing. Mm -hmm. Those amazing hot dogs and just everything. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed the pizza. The pizza was really good. Of course, I always enjoy the pizza. This is true. But this is true. Uh, I knew right where to find you when yeah. I had to go find you. I was like, hmm, wonder where Matt is. Oh, yes, pizza. But and uh, you were right there.
But congratulations uh, to, of course, uh, Matt Cushane, who uh, always does a great job, and Absolutely. and uh, uh, Peter White, obviously, uh, also uh, a big part of the uh, the Miracle on Elm Street. And I know Jeff Nyan is heavily involved in it, and uh, everybody who's involved in it who I'm not aware of their involvement, uh, congratulations to everybody. I want to go uh, shopping with them. Very, very successful event, yeah. They get to go shopping for the kids, too, with the money that gets raised. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's really cool. Yeah. I want to get to go do that. Yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, also, too, we'll uh, mention um, Thursday night. I had to think for a second. This week is a blur. Uh, we were at uh, the Hopknot uh, yeah. for a, a wonderful event there. Now, usually Thursday nights are very busy at the Hopknot, and this Thursday was no different. But usually Thursday night is trivia night at the Hopknot, hosted by the great Broderick Lang, and it's a very successful feature there. But I guess this week, uh, Broderick, I don't know if he was on vacation or something, so they did something different, so they had drag bingo. And uh, it, was, uh, it was very cool. We uh, we were there and uh, had a, a wonderful time. Yeah. And uh, I thought it was a great. And that was and you had I could not believe that you'd never played bingo before. I had never played bingo like, before. How did you and go through school and never play bingo? I I don't know. We yeah we just never played bingo. Is it's, that why is that something that's being done in schools usually? Yeah, I mean, well, when I it was like a it was a bingo game that had to do with education. Oh, okay. But like I just I was just surprised that you'd actually never played a bingo game. Not that I could recall. No, never played bingo in my life. It was a lot of fun, though. No, it was was a lot of fun. Well, and it was another first for me. I'd never been to a drag event either. Yeah, that's true. That was my second drag event. Yeah, yeah. Equally as fun as the first. And the last one was a drag bingo, too. Yeah, yeah. No, a lot of fun to be have. Absolutely great crowd. It was really busy in there. Yeah, which was awesome. Yeah. And again, where was Matt eating a pretzel pizza? Yes, yes. And we ran into uh, Crispy, uh, Chris Poirier, yes. who's going to be uh, on the show soon. He's been on the show before. I think he's also been on the morning show. Uh, local comedian, and uh, he's bringing a couple other comedians with yep, him. I can't, I, I can't remember if that's next week or the week after. No, I believe they're coming in at the twenty third. The twenty third in okay. the morning. Yes. Right before Ray Skypes in from the UK. Absolutely. Um, let's uh, say hello to everybody in the Facebook live chat. Like I said, it is a busy chat room this morning. Let's see. Uh, Eric Pilcher, uh, of course, uh, joins us in the chat room. In the second hour, we're going to hear uh, Eric's classic film review. Uh, this week, the subject is A Bronx Tale, uh, one of my uh, favorite films. Uh, Jenny, you're in there, of course. Uh, I'm everywhere. Uh, Jay Fed and uh, Melanie La Liberty, both from, uh, of course, the great state of Vermont. And uh, we were talking, uh, actually, we're, I think it was on Retrospectrum Radio last night with Paul E.C. We were talking about how loyal they are uh, to uh, to the station and all the uh, all the shows here. We really appreciate that. Uh, Bruce from uh, Legion of Solace uh, joins us in the Facebook live chat. Uh, great band and uh, also very loyal. Hello, Bruce. Um, Run Like Wolves in the Facebook live chat. Very excited about uh, Kenny Troon and uh, says, hello, Jenny. Hello. Uh, DJ Steve in the Facebook live chat says, good morning, Matt and Jenny. Happy Saturday. Morning. Uh, Run Like Thieves says, Kenny is one of the most talented people we know. Uh, kid plays drums, guitar, sings, writes amazing songs, also raps. Ah, yes. I did not know that. I didn't know that he, uh, yeah. Yeah. I did not know he played so many instruments, so I'm really looking forward to meeting him anyway because yes. I thought his music is great, yeah. but I had no idea until they typed that. Yeah, if you're just joining us and you don't know, uh, Kenny Troon will be here yeah. uh, in the third hour today at 11 a.m., and he's going to play live for us in studio, and we have some studio tracks as well. Um, Run Like Thieves was was uh, with us in studio a couple of weeks ago, and uh, you can find that in the archive. That was also great. They came in and played live. Just amazing. 
um, referring to uh, Eric's film review of A Bronx Tale, uh, <laughs> one of my favorite lines from my absolute favorite scene in the movie, now you can't leave. <laughs> or I think he actually says, now you, now you can't leave. Uh, yeah, just, uh, and uh, Eric says, um, sorry, I couldn't include that, uh, that uh, the uh, bar fight scene uh, in the... Uh, in the review. Oh, that is such a great scene, though. I, I I think that's my favorite scene from the entire film. And we're going to be seeing Run Like Thieves uh, soon, oh, actually. Yes. And, on uh, January 7th, we'll be seeing Run Like Thieves at the Concord Pavilion. Yes. So if you're going, please come find us and say hi. We'd love to see you in person. But I'm really looking forward to that. Yep. Uh, we mentioned Spinal Tap earlier, too, and Bruce from Region of Solace says, if the rumors are true, a Spinal Tap sequel is yes. coming. Yes. Yes. I am so hopeful for that. I've seen those rumors, and I'm really hoping they're true. <laughs> yeah. And DJ Steves conf uh, confirms that he says that's uh, definitely coming out. That'll be a right. We got to go see that on the big screen. Yeah. Or uh, we need the big sound. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Dan Fallon uh, from Run Like Thieves. Uh, this is referring to our uh, conversation earlier about technology and embracing technology. Uh, Dan would literally embrace it. He says, I would hug a, a robot. I would, too. Uh, Somebody else had mentioned Rosie from, from the Jetsons. I would like my own Rosie. Oh, yeah. Uh, Bruce from uh, Legion of Solace yes. mentioned uh, Rosie. Absolutely. I would love a Rosie. Um, Rosie wash dishes. Rosie wash the floor. Yeah, I want a Rosie. Run Like Thieves uh, says, yes, come to the bank of, uh, oh, I'm sorry, come to the bank of new official, oh, oh, I see. He's uh, posting the event in there. Yes. Um, at the uh, New uh, New Hampshire stage upstairs at the. Uh, Concord Pavilion. Yeah, right. Uh, that's right. Right downtown. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, a, good, it's a great venue. Carol Zawarowitz uh, joins us and says, good morning. Good morning, Carol. Also, Isaac Banks, of course, from Greensboro, North Carolina. Uh, Isaac Banks says, this evening, I will be performing on Facebook Live online a Saturday evening, a teen sensational Eichmann Breezy. That's me of my nickname. I will be performing some cover tunes. No requests. Hashtag Jen Coffee and hashtag Matt Connerton. What do you mean no requests? No requests. Ha! <sighs> limitations. Laying down the law. No requests. I don't like limitation. Isaac Banks also says, good morning. I'm sorry, what? I say thee nay. Yeah. Uh, good morning, Victoria <laughs> Piper. How are you doing? I will say that I would hope you can come to the Inner Rhythm Choir concert at Lindley Park uh, Baptist Church at 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. inside at the chapel in Greensboro, North Carolina. I was going to say. At Walker Ave. I'll tell you what. This uh, this uh, Lindley Park uh, Baptist Church in Greensboro, North Carolina, it seems to be a very happening place because... Uh, our friend Isaac Banks is always posting uh, these amazing events that are uh, that are happening at the uh, Lindley Park uh, Baptist Church, and apparently it's on Walker Ave, which I didn't realize. Is that where the wrestling is? Yes. Is that where the Hardy's compound is? Yes, it's at oh, the I Baptist see. I Church. Would like to, yes, I want to no. go. I uh, want to go to the Hardy's compound. Uh, I want to meet Broken Matt Hardy. Rob Dion is in the uh, Facebook live chat. Rob, of course, uh, part of the WMNH family. He owes, has his own show here, uh, Through the Stage Door. And, morning darling and on uh on thursdays he does name that tune and yes. his own uh, entertainment report on the morning show with peter white which is my favorite i love name that tune and i hardly ever get anything right <laughs> isaac, <laughs> i stink with titles but i like playing it isaac banks also says 
By the way, I will be performing because Stephen Service and I formed a singing pop group of BB and T? What? Oh, which stands for Book Beat and True. Oh wow, that's snappy. You got to get uh you got to get Lou per- you got to get Lou Perlman out of uh, out of prison to uh, promote that. Uh we are performing for karaoke at Hidden Gate Brewing Place with the DJ Energizer is the host for it on December 21st, 2023 at 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. So check out at BBNT on Facebook page. Wow. All right. Uh, Which is a real place. Hidden Gate Brewing is a real place. Well, I'm sure they've got nothing on the Lindley Baptist uh, Church or whatever it is. Uh, Scott Robinson uh, joins us in the chat. And, of course, we ran into Scott at the Miracle on Elm Street at uh, Bonfire. Scott says, happy Saturday morning to my fellow Connertonites. It was uh, good seeing you guys Wednesday. Yes, it was good seeing you, Scott. Wonderful to run into you there. Always a pleasure. Um, Miriam Banish joins us in the Facebook live chat. Says, good morning. Got to work at the Craft Workers Guild. So, sadly, can't stick around for two weeks from today. I will be able to listen to the whole show. What is that, the Craft Workers Guild? Yeah, well, the Craft Workers Guild is actually a, a local um, guild that Miriam's become a member of where artisans can go and display their art for sale. And one of the ways that you can do that is an exchange of service. You go and you volunteer at the shop and work in the shop, and in exchange you get to hawk your wares in the shop. And ah. Miriam is incredibly talented at origami. Mm-hmm. Um, I have earrings that she's made that are just amazing. Yeah. And she makes these really, really cool boxes. Yeah. that you can get to put like gifts in. And in fact, she's made them for me to give gifts in. So those are actually available at the guild. Oh, okay. Oh, very good. Um you get back to the community community and you get to share your your art. Really uh, cool. Jackson Harris, who I believe is also from North Carolina, says hello Matt Connerton Unleashed. Hello Jackson. Jackson, find me the Hardy Camp. <laughs> Oh, I'm sure it's not hard to find. I'm sure everyone. I'm sure everyone there knows where it is. Follow the wrestling. Um, Isaac Banks also says for the event of a Saturday evening, a teen sensational Eichmann breezy is you can comment to me. Huh? Yes. What? So if we follow that event, we can comment to him. I can't follow but, the words. But no requests. See, that's He's, me. He's got a set list. I want requests. No requests. Dang it. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> uh, if you'd like to join us on the program uh, before we get to the top of the hour, take a, a break. Uh, 603-250-6007. The studio line is open. Uh, 603-250-6007. Um, we should, uh, did men- you say hello to Scott Robertson? Yes. I didn't hear you say Scott. Yes, Hi, Scott Robertson. We got to see Scott Robertson. Oh, uh, Mike from uh, Queen City Cabinetry, also in the Facebook live chat. Mike, one of our great sponsors here at WMNH, Queen City Cabinetry and the historic Sunbeam Mall. And uh, Mike also joins us. Uh, he wasn't uh, here last night, but he uh, is one of our co-hosts on Retro Spectrum Radio with Pauly C., which you can hear every Friday night from 8 to 11 p.m. here on WMNH. And, of course, if you miss it, it is in the archive at WMNHradio.org. And I think there's also a replay of it now on Wednesdays at 6 p.m., yes. I believe. Yes. I know he said Wednesday. I'm not positive on the time. Yes. You can check the schedule if you would like. Yes, yes. Um, 
we actually have uh well i think we'll save this uh we'll we'll save this for the second hour because we are close to the top of the hour so i think we're going to play another kenny troon song and then show some love to our amazing sponsors but when we get into hour number two we should talk about i don't know how much time we'll we'll spend on it necessarily because we have a few things we could do but um you are correct wednesdays at 6 p.m is the replay of retrospectrum radio uh very good um, uh, Kiss, who is, uh, and again, I, uh, put my bias, uh, up front. They are my favorite band of all time. Uh, they just no. played their, uh, what it was their, uh, farewell show at the, uh, at Madison Square Garden, but a new Kiss era has begun. Yeah. For those of you who, uh, who don't know. And well, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll talk about that. We'll, we'll get into that in the second hour, but we are coming up, uh, to the top of the hour. So I think we'll play another Kenny Troon song and, uh, I've got this song, Old News, that I really like. Uh, he is our musical guest today and will be joining us in the third hour of the program. But uh, we're going to take a break. And then in the second hour, yeah, we'll talk about uh, Kiss and the new era, <laughs> the the changes there. And, uh, and of course, uh, we'll have Eric Pilcher's classic film review as well in the second hour. Uh, this week, the subject is A Bronx Tale. And then, of course, in the third hour, Kenny Troon will be joining us live in studio. But let's listen to another song of his. This is great. This is called Old News from uh, Kenny Troon. And you're listening to Matt Connerton Unleashed. We are live from the studios of WMNH 95.3 FM. Plenty more to come. Everything's blurred Nothing is fine Did anything change While we paused the show And all that remains Are the skeletal bones practiced your morals
Come on down to the Hop Knot at 1000 Elm Street, Manchester's premier craft beer and gourmet pretzel bar. Tell us more, Trudy. We make our dough fresh every day. We make a variety of styles of pretzels and serve craft beer, cocktails, and a few bottles of wine. We do the traditional pretzel, and we have multiple flavors for that. We also do stuffed pretzels, pretzel sandwiches, three dessert pretzels, and pretzel knots. The Hop Knot in the Brady Sullivan Plaza at 1000 Elm Street. Bring your kitchen to life with Queen City Cabinetry. Located at 87 Elm Street in the historic Sunbeam Mall in Manchester. Open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. and Saturdays, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. They can be reached at 603-222-2007 or on the web at queencitycabinetrynh.com. Come see the possibilities. Queen City Cabinetry, another proud sponsor of WMNH. Diz's Cafe is the place to put a smile on your face. Judy and the crew will take care of you. Bring your appetite and treat your taste buds right. Diz's Cafe is always a winning choice. Breakfast, lunch, or supper. Diz's Cafe at 860 Elm Street in downtown Manchester. Dine in, take out, or make a reservation. Call 603 606 2532. Eat, drink, and be happy. Diz's Cafe. When it comes to keeping WMNH on the air and your own personal or business computer needs, trust Grolin Computers. Located on Elm Street in Manchester, Grolin handles computer repair, virus removal, and custom-built systems. Are you looking for budget-friendly options? Check out our selection of fully inspected used computers. We offer tailored, on-site solutions. No unnecessary expenses here. Visit Grolin.com or call Grolin Computers at 603-645-0101. Your tech, your way. Trust Grolin Computers. This hour on WMNH is sponsored by CGI Business Solutions, located at 5 Dartmouth Drive in Auburn. They serve all your business needs, including employee benefits planning, corporate design and business administration, investments and wealth management, and customized business insurance solutions. Their phone number is 866-841-4600 or on the web at cgibusinesssolutions.com. WMNH, rip the knob off. You are listening to WMNH 95.3. The commander to the supreme leader, Mezzo Cavigliano. Welcome back, everybody, as we cruise into our second hour Numero Dos of Matt Connerton Unleashed. And we are live from the studios of WMNH 
95.3 FM in glorious downtown Manchester, New Hampshire. Also on Comcast Channel 6 if you're in Manchester. And hello to all of our online listeners across the nation and around the globe. You can go to my website, mattconnerton.com, for all your live streaming options, social media links, contact info, show archives, etc., etc. Today is Saturday, December 9, 2023. Uh, Jenny is here as well at the news desk. Present and accounted for. Yes, yes. And, uh, of course, uh, we are now every, if you didn't know, we are every Saturday morning from 9 a.m. to 12 noon uh, Eastern time, of course, for those of you listening online from uh, various locations. And uh, we've got a, a three-hour show. We are, uh, as I said, entering hour number two, and we've got plenty uh, of good stuff coming up for you. Uh, in a little bit, uh, uh, partway uh, through the hour, we're going to have Eric Pilcher's classic film review. And this week, the subject is from 1993, A Bronx Tale, uh, one of my all-time favorites. Uh, so I really look forward to sharing Eric's review with you. Very popular feature on the show. And then, of course, in the third hour, we have a great musical guest coming in. Kenny Troon will be here. Uh, we just heard another one of his tracks uh, a moment ago, Old News, one of his great studio tracks. And uh, he's going to come in. He'll be live with us in the third hour coming up at 11 a.m. So really looking forward to that as well. Uh, if you would like to join us, you can. Uh, the studio line is open, 603-250-6007, 603-250-6007. You can also text me at 617-917-4476. I'm on social media at Matt Connerton. You can email me, matt at mattconnerton.com. And of course, you can interact and opine in the Facebook live chat. Uh, but the best thing to do so that we can hear and enjoy your dulcet tones is to give us a call at 603-250-6007-603-250-6007. Melanie uh, La Liberty from the great state of Vermont in the chat room says, my Saturday morning horror movie is done, so now I'm back. (laughs) I can't just stop a movie once I started it. Oh, my God. I I understand. Isaac wanted me to let you know that he'd be right back. I did see that in the chat room, yes. <laughs> he, he said, uh, Jen Coffey, tell hashtag Matt Connerton. I'll be right back. Oh, forgive me. Hashtag Matt. You know what? Th- Isaac will be right back. You know what it reminds me of when somebody, uh, like, <laughs> like when somebody <laughs> calls into the show and, and says, uh, you know, uh, uh, tell, tell so-and-so, somebody else who's on the show, you know, a caller will say, uh, tell, tell so-and-so I said this, and it's like, uh, they can hear you. <laughs> they have headphones on. They can hear you. Uh, Texas Mike is in the Facebook live chat. Yeehaw! And says, listening from work, double shift today. Well, we appreciate your dedication. He's such a hard, you're a hard worker. He is, he is. You have an incredible work ethic. Absolutely. Our friend, uh, Texas Mike. Um, let's see, I suppose, oh, let me actually do this to, uh, for people just joining us, uh, quick, uh, plug, uh, tomorrow night I will be, uh, Skyping into Trevor's happy hour. Uh, if you go to trevorshappyhour.com, uh, uh, Trevor Garner has invited me to appear on his program. Uh, so I will be Skyping in uh, tomorrow evening to talk about, and uh, we touched on it again in the first hour this week. We had an extensive conversation about it last week, of course, but the current legal debacle uh, going on between Daryl Hall and John Oates. Yes. And it uh, seems the whole world is talking about it. And uh, But I've been invited to uh, discuss the issue uh, tomorrow night on Trevor's Happy Hour. Trevor'sHappyHour.com, uh, they go live at 4 p.m. Apparently, they're on the West Coast, uh, 4 p.m. Pacific, which would be 7 p.m. Eastern time. So uh, mm-hmm. tune in for that. And from what I understand, Trevor's going to post the uh, segment on YouTube. So if you don't get to hear it live, uh, you'll, be able to, uh, you'll be able to watch it later. So cool. uh, very excited about that. Uh, let's see. Well, speaking of exciting now, uh, Kiss, of course, my favorite band. 
Uh, they just wrapped up the uh, the end of the road tour, um, and uh, but uh, something happened at the. Uh, they did two nights at Madison Square Garden in New York City to uh, finish out uh, the tour, the end of the road, and um, at the end of the uh, second show, uh, the uh, digital avatars were unveiled. Um, this explains it. This is from TheVerge.com. Kiss debuts immortal, quote-unquote, digital avatars and plans to go fully virtual. Uh, it says here, Kiss has been on a really, really long tour. The biggest glam rock band of all time has been playing its end-of-the-road tour uh, for the last four years. And by the way, uh, part of that is because COVID uh, interrupted. And, you know, to their credit, uh, Kiss took the uh, the pandemic very seriously. Um, not to rehash that, but not everyone uh, took it as seriously as they should have. But but so the you know the tour was interrupted, obviously. Um, and they just wrapped up the final show of its final farewell tour in New York City at Madison Square Garden on Friday. Kiss has done several uh, farewell. No, this see this is uh this drives me nuts when I see this and I hear people say this. Kiss has done several farewell tours. But this time might be for good. Uh, that is not true. Uh, they did a farewell tour in 2001 into 2002 of the original lineup of the band. Um, and uh, and then they, like a lot of, like many, many, many artists do, they unretired relatively quickly with a new lineup. Uh, and for the past 20 years, Ace Fraley and Peter Chris have not been in the band. It's been instead uh, Tommy Thayer and Eric Singer, along with, of course, Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley, who have always been in Kiss. And then uh, they announced the uh, end of the road tour. Yeah, it was like four years ago now. Um, but uh, that's um, that's it. They've they've done two farewell tours. The the what was actually the farewell tour of the original lineup, and then this, which is definitely because you know Gene Simmons is 75 years old. He's not going to be continuing to run around in those. Uh, well, he can't run around in them, but those uh, th those big, huge monster boots that he wears. Did something happened to know. Paul Stanley what, during this tour. Uh, they had to cancel a couple of shows in Canada because he got the flu, I think. But uh, okay, yeah, there's those you know, well, you know, I mean, they're older now. I mean, you know, they're in their seventies, and you know, things things uh, go wrong, and <laughs> but uh, you know, it, it's like uh, but this enables them to be young forever. Yes, yes. The avatars are younger. Uh, it says here at the end of the show, uh, after Kiss finished playing its last song, Rock and Roll All Night, they disappeared in a hail of fire and smoke. After the smoke faded away, the lights went down, and on the screen behind the stage, a camera zoomed across a spooky lake on some fantastic planet toward the silhouettes of four figures, the new digital avatars of Kiss, in what I suppose must be their final form. Then Paul Stanley shouts... Uh, Kiss Army, your love, your power has made us immortal. The new Kiss era starts now. Uh, another... They have holograms. It's like a holodeck. Yes. It's Star Trek brought to life. Yes. Um, let's see. Another one. Oh, uh, there's videos online. There's another video, and they're posted in the article here. Uh, shows a cooler aspect of this portion of the show. Translucent screens with shots of the band projected onto them, leading... I'm sorry, lending the show a decidedly futuristic Blade Runner feel. Uh, the avatars, quote, performed a song. Then the video ended and left the audience with a picture of the four avatars under the stylized Kiss logo, superimposed with the phrase, a new era begins. The new era, of course, is one of making money from the avatars. The company behind the show, Pop House Entertainment, has already been doing so with young digital versions of ABBA, in its ABBA Voyage show for over a year, 
Kiss, a band that has doggedly merchandised the image for half a century. Yeah, Kiss is the most heavily merchandised band in history. I think the Beatles are the second. Um, it seems like a good fit for such a partnership. Pop House said in a press release that it will put on immersive avatar-powered concerts using Kiss's industrial light and magic-created avatars. Watching big acts like Kiss use digital recreations of themselves isn't surprising. After all, uh, these are people who have made a great deal of money off an image they've created, so why not keep that money faucet open? Do people really want to go see a quote-unquote live show with no live performers? Yeah, I think they absolutely do. Bloomberg reported that those ABBA avatar shows have been pulling in $2 million every week. And Variety wrote last week that the Eras Tour concert video had passed $250 million in worldwide box office sales. Kiss and its avatars could do just fine. For more about the band's future, oh, and there's it, there's a link to the video, which uh, there's a 22-minute video with when an you, interview that it, it's kind of explains it, too. The ABBA tickets are going for a little over $100 a piece, and according to what I'm reading, the production has been 99% sold out every night for the past 15 months. Yeah, so there's clearly article, a market. Yeah, it, this, this, it, you know what's interesting is the science about it, how they build this thing. Yeah. Um, we have a call. Our friend uh, Mike Doyle is on the line. Hey, Mike. Hey, Matt. How you doing? Good. How are you? Very good. Hey, Jenny. Good Hello. morning to you. Good morning. You sound different in the morning. I do. Yeah, yeah your voice. Your, your voice. Your voice is deeper. Yeah. I think. That, <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's. Yeah. I think that's true for many of us. But yes, your, yours yeah, is obvious. Yeah. <laughs> that's my my Burt Lan my Burt Lancaster voice. Ah. Oh. Yes. Well, yeah. Well, hey, I, just, I wanted to say uh, a couple things. I wanted to say congratulations on your new time slot. Thank you. Thank you. You know, for many years, I always thought your afternoon show, two hours, wasn't enough. Mm -hmm. I just did. For some reason, you do things and you and you run out of time. You, you, you yeah. could always use an extra hour. So I think this new three-hour thing might, might fall right into your wheelhouse. Yeah. Uh, give, you, give you a little more flexibility and... Uh, so congratulations on the new time slot. Is Jenny going to be doing it all the time with you? Yeah, as long as she's willing to keep showing up with me on Saturdays, yes. She has to bribe <laughs> or mo me. Or most of the time, yeah. I take <laughs> chocolate and flowers. <laughs> hey, right. um, to show my age a little bit, I, I, always, I was having this discussion about a week ago about how technology is passing by people who are in my age group, you know, 60 or older, and just the things that, that are coming up more and more technology-wise, and we're just lost. You know what I mean? Yeah. The younger, oh, yeah. The younger and the mid crowds, like you guys, get it, and we don't. So, I uh, think um, it's quite a. I I think it's. It, do, do Do you feel uh Do you feel like a, a pressure to try to keep up with it, or do you or do you just kind of say? I mean, from from I'm not asking you to speak for everyone in your age group, Mike, but like from your personal perspective. Do you, do you try to keep up with it, or or are you just kind of like, yeah, you know, that's okay. It, it, if if some of this technology passes me by, uh, that's all right. I mean, how do you how do you feel about it personally? Yeah, I don't I don't try to dive into it, but I do want to know about it, and so I use the reference of my thirty one year old daughter, who's a school teacher and mm. knows you know every flip and number and everything you can dial and yeah <laughs> whatever so i i ask her you know what I mean? yeah. you cheat a little bit and yeah for instance for instance two things this morning you were talking about i just flipped john 
and two things you were talking about. For somebody who doesn't do social media, um, I have no idea what hashtag is. Oh, <laughs> I hear it all the time. Right. I I I believe it has something. I don't even want to try to try to figure out what it is, but <laughs> okay. maybe you can maybe you could tell me. I mean, it's it's just basically a hashtag is when you put the uh, number sign in front of something so that um, it's it's kind it of highlights it. Yeah, yeah, it it highlights it. So it, when you see when you see that hashtag, you know that number sign before something, you know that that what whatever is related, whatever piece of content is related to that hashtag has something to do with that specific subject. Um, oh, okay. In, in theory, right. somebody so it looks pops at, up. It, it'll you know you're all going to say on that same subject kind of thing. If somebody searches that particular no- hashtag, then in yeah. theory you pop up. Right. Ah, gotcha. Yeah. And that and that leads me into the avatar, which you were just <laughs> talking about, and I'm going, "What the hell is he?" No, talking for about? real, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, it's wild. <laughs> yeah. No, I I understand it is. I've heard of it. And, yeah. And it, is it the same as a little while back? There was a couple of. Um, I think it was Lady Gaga and and uh, oh, I know what you're thinking. And who was it? The that's the the holographic images that they bring up to to sing with them. They of sing people together. That have passed yeah. Away. Oh yeah, yeah. That's um, similar. To, it's it? similar, but I think it's I th- I think it's different in some perspectives because when I was watching videos on how they do this, I, I was watching videos of Kiss doing the work they had to actually wear special suits and helmets that have electronic markers on them mm-hmm. that get filmed while they're playing their instruments and moving around um so those those movements can get pulled into the computer program yeah it's it's kind of similar yeah. i think to the technology they use uh for video games when you have uh like say a, a a video game that's based on wrestling, you know they have the wrestlers actually go and and uh, uh, when they're creating the video game, you know they, put, uh, they have to put on all this equipment, and uh, and then they go and perform the wrestling moves and they film them for the video game with the performer wearing all this stuff and it's uh yeah the technology is interesting but yeah what what Jenny was referring to there's video of of Kiss basically performing a concert in this. Um, studio where they're they've got all this equipment on and and they're being filmed uh for and then i guess that performance is then transferred to the avatars and um it's all a bit beyond me you can google it and actually find some images there's images of abba wearing these suits as well doing their thing to get turned into these avatars but they're using younger versions of themselves for the imagery yep like they get to pick their best self from their careers yeah and I saw, I it saw, looks amazing. I saw a Lady Gaga, I think it was, with one of the old crooners. Um, I no, can't remember was... which one, you know. Wait, that was one real. Of the, I think it was one of the one of the old Rat Pack or something. Well, she did a... Well, no, that was real. She she did something with Tony Bennett, but that was real. Uh, he was actually... Oh, uh, it was? It yeah, was. no, that, that was really that. Tony Bennett. Yeah, that um, was yeah, yeah. a cu- couple years oh, yeah. before he passed Sad, away. Yeah, sadly, he had suffered from dementia. However... The one thing he never lost was his music, and if you put him near a piano or, or whatever, he would want to sing. He would he would get and he would just light up. So when they did that with yeah. him, it was amazing because you know yeah. he just lit up. But that was very very so, real. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So my amazing. my last question is: Is this avatar thing going to ruin live music, live live concerts, kind of yeah. thing? You know what I mean? 
are people going to get lazy and say, let's just do an <laughs> avatar of our band and we'll be immortalized forever and then we don't have to go on no, these No, because people are always going to want to meet their heroes, right? They're always going to want to see their yeah. heroes in person. Concerts are those opportunities to, to be as close to that star that you can get. You know, So I don't think that would ever go away. Yeah. Or I, the, the possibility of them walking by you. Yeah, I agree. There's nothing that yeah. will ever uh, truly replace the the uh, truly live experience of, of musicians playing live. So, uh, I mean, I think it's a valid concern that you bring up, Mike. I, I think it's a, a very valid concern, but I'm I'm optimistic about that. I don't think it'll ever uh, I, I think it enhances things overall. I don't think it'll ever actually replace the live experience. I certainly hope not. Talk about a really yeah. insane way to preserve the music, right? Mm. I mean, that's. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be great. Well, listen, hey, congratulations on your new time slot. I think the extra hour is going to do you a, a, a whole lot of good. Cause, um, and uh, you, you, you do, you, you're good at what you guys do anyway. So, uh, oh, thank congratulations you. and ha- happy holidays to you. And we'll talk to you soon. All right, Mike, happy holidays to you. Thank you for the call. I appreciate it. Happy holidays. All right, All right we'll see you. All right, bye bye. All right, that was our friend Mike Doyle, and uh, yeah, his voice really is deeper in the morning. <laughs> it's funny, <laughs> and, and that, that's true of a lot of people. You know, when we first wake up, we sound our, our voices are naturally deeper, but it's it's funny when it when it's that We've rusted uh, our vocal cords when it's that obvious. I wonder if I even uh, I, I wonder if my voice is I, I don't know if my voice is deeper in the morning or not. I've actually I, never really like. I'm used to well, hearing my my own voice, so I don't know. You know what I'm I mean? I'm kind of used <laughs> to hearing your own voice too. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know if my, I don't know if my voice is deeper in the morning or not. I don't. Probably it probably is. I don't know. Um, Bruce from uh, Legion of Solace in the chat says, "With the rise of virtual meet and greets, <laughs> I could see digital avatar shows potentially affecting uh, the gate uh, the gate of our live shows." Wait, really? Meet and greets are Mike, being done virtually. Mike makes a valid point. I think he's kidding about that. But if that starts, if that, if that were to happen, where you meet an avatar and you pretend it's I mean, there's a lot of suspension of disbelief required to do that, to meet an avatar and pretend you're meeting the actual person. <laughs> but now if it gets to that point, then we are in trouble. Now we're really talking fifth element. Right. That's that world. Right. <laughs> I want that. I like that. Well, no, I don't want the death or anything. But no, yeah, no. Technology. I want the technology. Uh, if you'd like to join us, if you have any thoughts on this, uh, 603 250 but um, yeah, Jenny and I were talking on the way over this morning about um, years ago. It must have been at least a decade ago now, maybe maybe 12 years. Maybe I don't remember when exactly it happened, but it was a big deal at the time. And, and there was some controversy around it just in terms of, is it really right to be doing this? I believe it was, uh, and there might be an earlier example that I'm forgetting, but this is the first time I remember being really conscious of this was when they had the, they had a, effectively an avatar or, or some sort of a digital version of Tupac holographic Tupac. performing it i believe it was at coachella holographic tupac yeah and, and, and i remember at the time that sparked a lot of conversation about well this is cool and it's surprisingly realistic but is this really okay it it actually it, it raised some some issues about you know is it ethically should you even be doing this because it's um you know and i don't have any problem with it i i thought it was cool but i i remember being surprised and again, imagine how far the technology has come now. Well, you can see it. In, in, in fact, if you watch these videos from the uh, show uh, the other night from when the KISS avatars were unveiled, then, of course, you can go online and see videos of the ABBA show, which, yeah, I mean, it, it, the, the technology tried, is amazing. And According to this, KISS actually has experimented with VR concerts. 
Yeah. That did, couldn't have gone over well because I, I don't remember ever hearing about it. No. You know what they did do? And and the, and I missed them on this tour, so I never got to experience it. But when they did the Psycho Circus tour in '99, they did a they did a 3D thing where they had um they had 3D screens and uh, behind the stage, over the stage, and then they gave out uh, 3D glasses as you're oh, as you're going in. I remember in. those. So, but I, and I don't know why, but for some reason I missed that tour. I must have been super busy when they were in the area. I and and uh but uh, the reviews weren't great. It didn't go over that well. Plus, I guess there was a problem too where you know, uh I don't know, they'd run out of 3D glasses to give out or something, but I just remember people were kind of like, yeah, so this whole 3D experiment, it's not really working for uh for this uh you know, it's not like when you go and sit in a movie theater. It's 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 not really uh, working. Um, okay, Bruce uh, says the virtual meet and greet is a face to face meeting, like you're doing a Skype call or a face chat. You get to speak with the celebrity or the artist for a few minutes. They sign a couple of things for you on camera. Oh, I gotcha. Okay, that are eventually mailed to you. They started doing them during the pandemic, and they yep. have found a market and continued post pandemic. So it's oh, like okay. a, um, it's like. It's like, what do you call that? Uh, George Santos just turned up on it. What's it called? Well, that's uh, that's uh, the, uh, cameo. Cameo, where yeah. You can, you can, so it's like a cameo thing. Yeah, sort of, but 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 they're signing things and they're mailed to you. Okay, oh, so yeah, it's cameo. Not, they don't necessarily talk to you. They so, do things. So it's not that's where right. you're meeting. Uh, so it's not your like you're you're not meeting the avatar. You're uh, it, it's just online. You're actually okay. getting to see the right, real person. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, that makes sense. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's that's kind of weird to me. By the way, so um, a couple of people have, have asked me, and I'm gonna I'm I'm, say, I'm gonna say something here that might surprise people, because people have been asking me, people who know that Kiss is my favorite band, how I how I feel about this, and am I excited about this, or am I, you know, uh, obviously, uh, you know, you've got a wide range of of Kiss fans with different feelings about things. Um, you know, I mean, hell, there's there's still uh, Kiss fans, and you can run into them online if you go looking for them. Who, uh, <laughs> depending on, you know, if you go into these different Facebook groups and whatnot, who are, I mean, there's some Kiss fans who are still mad about, you the know, lineup change. about about Kiss existing without, you know, it being Ace and Peter in the band. <laughs> um, I mean, they're literally even in the year 2023. Oh, yeah. There are people who've never accepted any Kiss purist. lineup except the original Kiss lineup. The purest, and, that, and that's fans. fine. I'm not knocking them. I mean, it's you know what, whatever, whatever Kiss is to you, you know, it's it's art, it's subjective, and you know, uh, personally, I enjoy all eras of the band and all lineups of the band. But uh, a couple people have asked me, how do I feel about this? Am I excited about it? Do I think it's cool? Do I think it's lame? And the the thing that might surprise some people, given that Kiss is my favorite band and and has been uh, since I was a kid, and I'm sure always will be, most likely, um, I'm kind of indifferent. I'm don't get me wrong. I'm curious. Anything that they do, I'm curious about because they are my favorite band. But I'm not. I don't have any particular strong feelings about this, and I think part of it is. I mean, don't get me wrong. If I had an opportunity to go, you know, when this new show with the avatars rolls out and whatnot, it, it'd probably be interesting to see it. But, um, I'm, but I'm, I'm kind of indifferent to it all. And I, I, I think, um, I think part of that has to do with the fact that when I first became a kiss fan, um, I've told this story on the air. 
they were they were a couple of years out of the makeup because remember kiss went for 13 years kiss was no makeup they they took the makeup off in 83 and they didn't put it back on until 96 when they reunited the original lineup and did the reunion tour so i became a fan during the non-makeup era and i and i've told the story it was uh it would have been 1985 i'm i'm watching mtv after school one day and the video for Tears Are Falling was on. And I had liked Kiss before that, but I really liked that song. And I thought the video was cool. It's a little cringe in terms of what they're wearing. But I liked the video. And I'm watching, and uh, my dad comes home from work that day, and, and the video's on. And he kind of pokes his head in the living room, and he's like, Maddie, who is that who does this song? Is that Kiss? And I said, yeah. And he said to me, he's like, oh, I really like this song. And I said, yeah, me too. It's like my favorite song right now. So he made a mental note of that, apparently, because then at this would have been a, a, probably around October. Um, in my uh, Christmas stocking uh, was uh, uh, that album, Aww. Asylum. And, uh, and I listened to it, and it became, and, and I just fell in love with Kiss. Like, that was, that was it. They were that my favorite it. band from that point on. But it was during the non-makeup era. So... I don't have the attachment to the the makeup and the costumes and everything, that part of it. Aren't they wearing the makeup, though, in the avatars? They're wearing the oh, makeup. Oh, yeah. Well, that, well, that's the thing. That's that's kind of part of why, well, yeah, it'd be weird for them not to. But they have today's crew's but makeup. It, but, style. It's but not it, the old people. But it's just older people. But it's just that, you know, like to me as a fan, I've never had that attachment to those images that people who either started being a fan back during the original, you know, time when they were in makeup or um, it's funny. I have this vague memory from my childhood of going to a friend's house who was really into Kiss before I was when they were still in makeup and seeing the posters on the wall of them in makeup and everything. And, and it but it, it, it didn't connect with me at that point. Um, so to me, the, the reason that I'm a Kiss fan, first and foremost, and this part, I think, is true of of most kiss fans it's because of the music but it's really just that and i loved going to see them on tour during the non-makeup era you know i because i didn't need you know always very during that 13 year span always very energetic live shows always sounded really great the lineups they had when they didn't have Ace and Peter in the band were very solid, live, really good players. And just, it was always a great experience. So I never, I never had that connection to the, the, the makeup and the costumes. So to me, it's, it's kind of like, eh. like when they put the makeup back on in 96 and they reunited the original lineup, I was kind of like, yeah, yeah, this is cool and everything, but I really liked the direction they were going <laughs> anyway. But I also understood at the time, I fully understood that for every one Kiss fan that felt about it the way I did, who had some ambivalence about them going back to the original lineup and putting the makeup back on, there were probably 20 fans who were really excited about, oh, they're finally doing the reunion and they're finally going to put the makeup back on. You know what I mean? I do. I, I, I This is a, a new an incredibly cool way to be able to preserve music and the artists. You know, in the past, we had still images, you know, you've got, which we try to digitize better or music you're trying to fix. Now we get to preserve icons. And I think that's marvelous. Mm -hmm. 
I really do. I, I think this, I don't think it's bad at all that they're doing this avatar. No, I don't thing. either. I, I think it's a great way to hit their music will always be able to be shown, introduced to somebody new. You, I, I don't know. I, I don't, I see more tech coming into concerts. Yeah. Not less. So I think people need to kind of get used to the fact there's going to be some tech there. But I think this is this is a great way for them to walk away physically. Yeah. <laughs> while they still can. No, and I think it's cool. Just just to be clear with everyone, I'm not I'm not opposed to it at all. I mean, there's there's some Kiss fans who are neg- right. who are negative about it, who are like, you know, and of course, I mean, if you go online and you interact with Kiss fans, you're going to find a wide range of opinions on any subject related to the band. So there's a lot of people who are very excited. There are some people who are kind of like, uh, there, there are some people who are mad about it. Some fans who are like, no, they should have just, that that was the final show of the tour. That should be it. Time to, time to, to retire and we'll always have the music and that should be it, you know. But uh, no, I, th- I think it's cool. I just don't have any, but I think because I don't have any strong connection to the makeup and the costumes, seeing the avatars is not, I think that's where the disconnect is for me and why, again, not opposed because to it, the, but I'm not excited about it either. I'm gotcha. kind of I'm kind of indifferent. I would be excited if they put out a new album. That would be exciting to me because it would be new music from my favorite band. I don't think that's You know what I mean? I, think, I don't think it's going to happen either. I think they're comfy now. Uh, exactly, yeah. I think they're comfy now. Uh, Bruce from Legion of Solace is asking in the chat room, makeup went back on just after their MTV Unplugged, correct? Shortly after. So what happened is when they did um, MTV Unplugged in 95, um, which I think is like the second or third highest rated Unplugged. I think number one is Nirvana, but I'm not positive. But when they did the uh, MTV Unplugged, it was the lineup at that time for most of it. And then they had Ace and Peter come out. It was the first time Paul and Gene had played with Ace and Peter in over a decade. Ace and Peter came out and they and then the original four did two songs and then Bruce and Eric came back out, and then the six of them, the, the only time in history that you've had six KISS members <laughs> playing together, but the six of them also all did two songs together. But that led to Ace and Peter being a part of that, led to gradually, eventually in 96, th- you know, there were a lot of negotiations that had to go on, but but that led to opening the door to those guys coming back into the band and doing the reunion tour. So, yeah. Uh, interestingly, uh, Gene Simmons had to be talked into it. Paul Stanley was very gung-ho about doing the reunion tour, but Gene was the one who kind of felt like, I don't know, I like the direction we're going now. Do we really want Ace and Peter back? Things are a lot easier without them around, uh. you know. Uh, <laughs> and, and Paul Stanley had to talk him into it, which uh, is, uh, is the same thing that happened when they took the makeup off in 83. Same thing. Gene didn't want to take the makeup off. Gene was like, I've got this character. I'm the demon. That's all I know how to be. <laughs> you know, and Paul Stanley was the one who had to talk him into it and say, Gene, the makeup is played out. We have nowhere else to go. If we want to, you know, get this thing, you know, really moving again and get back to the level of success that we were at a couple of years ago, we need to make a big change. And it worked. But, um, but uh, yeah. So, you know, the avatars and everything. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, and you know, again, I'm not opposed to it, but oh, I'm not that excited I about it, it was either. Funny that Gene was kidding around about how uh, Paul Stanley was going to jump higher than he ever has before. Oh, and that because uh, of interview, the avatars. Because, be, yeah, because it won't hurt. That yeah. Stanley's just jumps up. Yeah, it won't hurt either. He's, I, yeah, I believe Paul Stanley's had both his hips replaced. Is it both? Wow. Well, it doesn't surprise me. I mean, these guys have been walking around in these giant platform boots, heavy 
you know, jumping around on a stage for decades. Yeah. I'm betting their knees are shot, their hips are shot. It's all shot. <laughs> oh, uh, Bruce from uh, Legion of Solace says in 2000, uh, he met uh, Bruce Kulik at a guitar clinic. Great guy. Yeah, see, Bruce is my my favorite uh, guitar player from Kiss, who never wore the makeup. He was uh, there only during the non-makeup era. But uh, he's he's my favorite uh, guitar player from the band. Uh, I love, love, huge uh, Bruce Kulik fan. And I'm not surprised that he was a great guy to meet in person um, because, uh, yeah, Bruce is, uh, he's got a great reputation. Uh, really, really good guy. All right, my friends. Well, um, we're going to move on. Uh, we're going to, uh, oh, Melanie La Liberty in the chat room says, I feel like Bruce's uh, serious comments balance out the uh, the heckling BS. <laughs> oh, Bruce from uh, Legion of Solace's serious comments. <laughs> I don't mind the heckling. It's fun. Uh, oh, hello to uh, Greg Joseph, uh, who joins us in the Facebook live chat. Uh, we're going to get to Eric Pilcher's a classic film review. It's about that time. And uh, this week, the subject is the film A Bronx Tale, a uh, personal favorite of mine. And uh, and then uh, we'll show some love to our amazing sponsors. And then when we come back for the third hour, we've got a great musical guest uh, coming up. Kenny Troon will be joining us live in studio, and I think he will have his guitar with him. And uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. We've also been featuring uh, some of his studio tracks. But uh, let's see. Without further ado... Uh, except I was foolish and didn't have this loaded up. There it is. Bronx Tale Review. All right, here it is. <laughs> Still getting used to Saturday mornings. All right, here it is. A Bronx Tale, Eric Pilcher's classic film review. Check it out. This is really good. I think Eric just gets better and better with these. This one, I really, really like this one. Of course, I'm biased because it's one of my favorite movies. <laughs> here it is. All right, you got the note? Yeah, right. Nice and tight. This is the Fordham section of the Bronx, my home, a world unto itself. You could get to any bar in 15 minutes from here, but they might as well be 3,000 miles away. That's Mount Carmel Church, and the sound of the bells would fill the neighborhood. On the streets of the Bronx, where I want to be. It was 1960. And doo-wop was the sound on the streets. Standing on the corner. It felt like there was a doo-wop group on every corner back then. What a time it was. The New York Yankees were playing the Pittsburgh Pirates in the World Series. And Mickey Mantle was like a god to me. My dad would take me to Yankee Stadium and we would watch the Yankees win. That's the Shea Bippy. That's where all the guys hung out. But I'll tell you about them later. That's my building. I live right there on the third floor. 667 East 187th Street. There's my stoop. 
And on warm summer nights, all through the neighborhood, you would hear the sounds of young Italian men romancing their women. Hey, Marie! Get in the car! No! Get in the car! Leave me alone! Come on, baby. You know I love yeah, you. Bull- Will you get in the car? And right there, right there under that lamppost there stood the man, the number one man in the neighborhood, Sonny. Everybody loved Sonny and they treated him like a god. And in my neighborhood, he was a god. And I would sit on my stoop and watch him all day and all night. But he would never even look at me. Never. Until one day. If one were to think of the countless movies that have taken place in the Bronx, there would be many great films that come to mind. However, this week's film, sadly, is often forgotten in that upper tier of films about the great city, despite having the known area in its title. And even though it can be overlooked, it has carved itself a nice little legacy even over 30 years after its initial release. This week's film is the directorial debut of screen legend and my personal favorite actor of all time, Robert De Niro, adapted from the autobiographical one-man stage play starring and written by Chaz Palminteri, A Bronx Tale, released in 1993, presents us the story of Calergero, a young man that over the period of 10 years finds himself torn between a life in organized crime when he is befriended by local mob boss Sonny, played by Paul Menteri, and his honest, hardworking bus driver father, Lorenzo, played by De Niro. Our next clip will tell us how this film came to be. Two years ago, De Niro, Paul Menteri, Tommy Matola were on the Today Show before the premiere of the Broadway musical adaptation of this film. Paul Menteri and De Niro speak on what led to the film being made and the uniqueness of the deal brokered between the two to get it made the right way. Check out this crew, Oscar nominee Chaz Palminteri, Oscar winner Robert De Niro, Tony winner Jerry Zaks, and legendary music mogul Tommy Mottola. They all share a love for the Bronx tale. This is a one-man show starring, was a one-man show starring Chaz Palminteri back in the 80s. Robert made his directorial debut and appeared in the 1993 movie version. Now, nearly 25 years later, they've turned a Bronx tale into a Broadway musical. Chaz wrote the book. Robert and Jerry co-direct. Tommy is lead producer. Wow, guys. Good morning. Nice to see you. Nice to Take see you. Take this the right way. This is like a murderer's row uh, <laughs> of producing and directing talent here. This is your story, yeah. right? I saw him at a basketball game not long ago. We walked up, talked to each other. When we brought this show up, you got a smile on your face 
like I have never seen before. Why does it mean so much to you? Well, you know, it's my life story, you know, growing up in the Bronx. I, you know, I witnessed this murder when I was a kid. My father, Lorenzo, was a bus driver. He played saxophone, you know, he, and he always wanted to play, a, you know, be a saxophone player, which I didn't bring it up in the movie, other one-man show, but I was able to do it in this musical. Bob saw me do it in uh, 25, almost 28 years ago, and he said this should be a movie, and Bob made it happen as a movie. The way the story goes, you, you're told after one night doing that one-man show that he's in the house and yes. in your dressing room yes. and wants to talk to you. Yes. What do you remember about that meeting? No, I, I had been hearing about the show and so on, and I, so I said, I want to go see it. Uh, and then that's how it, then one, I mean, it had been running for a while, a couple yes, of months or something. Couple and months, then yeah. I, I went and saw chairs. We said, we'll talk, blah, blah, blah. Next thing, you know. That's, uh, you say he changed your life. Yes. And, and I want to mention, there were other offers you had gotten to right. buy the story. Why was his offer the right offer at that time? Well, because what Bob said was, well, first of all, Bob was the one who said, you should play Sonny and you'll write the screenplay because it'll be honest. He was the one who gave me that opportunity. Everybody else wanted it, but they didn't want me. They wanted to put a star in the role. But Bob let that happen. And he let me write my, the screenplay. And uh, really, I mean, uh, and, I, and he looked at me and said, if you do it with me, I'll make it right. I'll never forget those words. And he said, shake my hand and that's the way it'll be. That was the deal right there. Oftentimes, in gangster films, there is this pull of good versus evil. Many times, our primary character falls into the pitfalls of a life in organized crime. However, in this film, Sonny doesn't want this life for Calergero. In a way, Lorenzo and Sonny want the same thing for the young man but they cannot see it through their different standings in the community. Our next two clips are examples of this. First, when Lorenzo finds out his young son has earned over $600 working at Sonny's bar and shooting craps, he angrily confronts the mobster. Then, in the second clip, Sonny schools the teenage Calergero, or C as he is known as, on life, in hearkening back to the ending of our previous clip, Sonny answers if it is better to be loved or feared. Sonny around? Yeah, I think he's in the back. We can't accept that. I didn't give it to you. I gave it to your son. He worked for me. That's right, my son. And I don't want my son involved in what goes on here. Involved in what? What are you talking about? Please, I'm not a stupid man, okay? Please, I'm not stupid. You know what I'm talking about. Just stay away from my son, okay? Hey, you stay right over here. See, why don't you go outside? I want to talk to your father. I'll speak to my own son. Claude, you'll wait outside. First of all, I respect you, Lorenzo. You're a stand-up guy. We're from the same neighborhood. But don't ever talk to me like that again. I tell your son to go to school, to go to college. You don't understand. It's not what you say. It's what he sees. It's the clothes. It's the cars. It's the money. It's everything. He tried to throw away his baseball cards the other day because he said, Mickey Mantle will never pay my rent. <laughs> he said that to you? That's not funny. Not funny when your nine-year-old kid has a bigger bank account than you do. I offered you a job, but you said no to me. That's right, and I say no now. Just leave my son alone, please. Hey! 
Don't you see how I treat that kid? I treat that kid like he's my son. He ain't your son. He's my son. He's what? He's my son. Hey, I'm not afraid of you. Well, you should be. I know who you are, Sonny. I know what you're capable of, and I would never step out of line. You could ask anybody in this neighborhood who knows me, but this time you're wrong. You don't fool with a man's family. This is my son, not yours. What are you going to do, fight you me? You stay away from my get son. Get out of here before I give you a slap. You just you stay away from my son. Go ahead. Get out of here. Where's my money, Dad? I left it in there. What? How could you do that, Dad? It was my money. That's bad money. I don't want you to have that money. Dad, I earned that money. I said I want you to stay away from him. Dad, please listen to me. I said you stay away from him. Dad, listen to me. Did you hear what I said? You stay away from him. Said he was right. The worker man is a a sucker, Dad. He's a sucker. He's wrong. It don't take much strength to pull a trigger, but try and get up every morning, day after day, and work for a living. Let's see him try that. Then we'll see who's the real tough guy. The working man is the tough guy. Your father's the tough guy. Everybody loves him, just like everybody loves you on the bus. It's the same thing. No, it's not the same. People don't love him. They fear him. There's a difference. And now, Sonny imparts a lesson on Claire Drow. Come on. This guy Louie dumps over here. You know, he owes me $20. It's been two weeks now, and every time he sees me, he keeps dodging me. Yeah. He's becoming a real pain in the ass. I mean, should I crack him one or what? What's the matter with you? What have I been telling you? Sometimes hurting somebody ain't the answer. First of all, is he a good friend of yours? Nah, I don't even like him. You don't even like him? Well, there's your answer right there. Look at it this way. It costs you $20 to get rid of him, right? He's never going to bother you again. He's never going to ask you for money again. He's out of your life for $20. You got off cheap. Forget it. You're always right. You're always right. Yeah, I'm always right. If I was always right, I wouldn't have done 10 years in the joint. What did you do every day? There's only three things you can do in the joint, kid. Lift weights, play cards, or get into trouble. What did you do? Me? I read. What did you read? You ever hear Machiavelli? Who? Machiavelli. It's a famous writer from 500 years ago. Availability. That's what he always said. Availability. That's right. Listen to me. I can live anywhere I want to. You know why I live in this neighborhood? Availability. I want to stay close to everything. Because being on the spot, I can see trouble immediately. Trouble is like a cancer. You got to get it early. If you don't get it early, it gets too big, then it kills you. That's why you got to cut it out. Fabish? Huh? Come on. You worried about Louis Dumps? Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Worry about yourself, your family, the people that are important to you. That's what it comes down to, availability. The people in this neighborhood that see me every day that are on my side, they feel safe because they know I'm close. And that gives them more reason to love me. But the people that want to do otherwise, they think twice because they know I'm close. And that gives them more reason to fear me. Is it better to be loved or feared? That's a good question. It's nice to be both, but it's very difficult. But if I had my choice, I would rather be feared. Fear lasts longer than love. Friendships that are bought with money mean nothing. You see how it is around here. I make a joke, everybody laughs. I know I'm funny, but I'm not that funny. (laughs) It's fear that keeps them loyal to me. But the trick is not to be hated. That's why I treat my men good, but not too good. I give them too much, then they don't need me. I give them just enough where they need me, but they don't hate me. Don't forget what I'm telling you. This film builds up to one of the most heartbreaking climaxes one can see in a quote-unquote gangster film. Sonny 
is murdered by the man that Calandro, as a young man, witnessed him murder. C's unwillingness to identify Sonny as the shooter starts the friendship-slash-mentorship between the two. In our final brief clip, Lorenzo and C finally put their differences aside, and Lorenzo admits to Sonny laying in his open casket why he disliked the mentorship that Sonny gave to his son. Dad, what are you doing here? I came to pay my respects to your friend. Are you okay? Yeah. Dad, I'm sorry if I ever hurt you in any way. It's okay. Everything's gonna be okay. Sonia, I want to thank you for saving my kid's life. I never hated you. I guess it's that I was just mad at you because you made him grow up so fast. May God have mercy on your soul. Sonny, did you hear that? My father didn't hate you. Nobody cares, huh? You were wrong about that one. Wasted talent. See you around, Sonny. Some of you may be asking, wondering, or even be upset that I spoiled the ending of this film. I feel comfortable doing so because knowing the ending doesn't diminish this film's impact or how great it is. That's because this film transcends its ending. The powerhouse performances from Palminteri and De Niro the accurately depicted and at times uncomfortable showing of racial tensions in the Bronx and a story that we all can relate to. The mentor that made us into who we are is what this film is truly about. I dare any of you to watch this film and state that knowing the ending made this film any less enjoyable because I believe this film is much better and greater than a simple ending. I hope you join me when we will look at the crowning achievement of director Ridley Scott's career and our first Sand and Sandals Roman epic film covered on Classic Film Reviews. The film is the 2000 release Gladiator. For WMNH and Matt Connerton Unleashed, this has been a Classic Film Review with Eric Pilcher. On the streets of the Bronx Is where I wanna be Standing on the corner
on down to the Hop Knot at 1000 Elm Street, Manchester's premier craft beer and gourmet pretzel bar. Tell us more, Trudy. We make our dough fresh every day. We make a variety of styles of pretzels and serve craft beer, cocktails, and a few bottles of wine. We do the traditional pretzel, and we have multiple flavors for that. We also do stuffed pretzels, pretzel sandwiches, three dessert pretzels, and pretzel knots. The Hop Knot in the Brady Sullivan Plaza at 1000 Elm Street. Bring your kitchen to life with Queen City Cabinetry. Located at 87 Elm Street in the historic Sunbeam Mall in Manchester. Open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. and Saturdays, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. They can be reached at 603-222-2007 or on the web at queencitycabinetrynh.com. Come see the possibilities. Queen City Cabinetry, another proud sponsor of WMNH. Diz's Cafe is the place to put a smile on your face. Judy and the crew will take care of you. Bring your appetite and treat your taste buds right. Diz's Cafe is always a winning choice. Breakfast, lunch, or supper. Diz's Cafe at 860 Elm Street in downtown Manchester. Dine in, take out, or make a reservation. Call 603-606-2532. Eat, drink, and be happy. Diz's Cafe. When it comes to keeping WMNH on the air and your own personal or business computer needs, trust Groland Computers. Located on Elm Street in Manchester, Groland handles computer repair, virus removal, and custom-built systems. Are you looking for budget-friendly options? Check out our selection of fully inspected used computers. We offer tailored, on-site solutions. No unnecessary expenses here. Visit Groland.com or call Groland Computers at 603-645-0101. Your tech, your way. Trust Groland Computers. This hour on WMNH is sponsored by CGI Business Solutions, located at 5 Dartmouth Drive in Auburn. They serve all your business needs, including employee benefits planning, corporate design and business administration, investments and wealth management, and customized business insurance solutions. Their phone number is 866-841-4600 or on the web at cgibusinesssolutions.com. WMNH, rip the knob off. You are listening to WMNH 95.3. The command guy, do the supreme leader, Matzo Welcome back, everybody, as we cruise into our number three, Numero Trace, of Matt Connerton Unleashed. And we are live from the studios of WMNH 95.3 FM in glorious downtown Manchester, New Hampshire. Also on Comcast Channel 6 if you're in Manchester. And hello to all of our online listeners across the nation and around the globe. You can go to my website, mattconnerton.com, for all your live streaming options, social media links, contact info, show archives, etc., etc. Uh, today is Saturday, December 9, 2023. 
And uh, Jenny is here with us as well at the news desk. Present and accounted for. Yes, and joining us on the couch, we've got our a great musical guest today. Kenny Troon is here. Hello. Hey. Great to be here, guys. Thanks for having me. Yes, yes. We've uh, we've been playing uh, some of your studio tracks. We mm. uh, opened with um, we opened with uh, oh, I forget the name of the song now. Don't have a say in anything. Don't, yes, yes. Don't have a say in anything. <laughs> great, great song. And then we played uh, old news at the top of the hour at uh, at the ten o'clock hour. And uh, we've got a couple other uh, things that you sent me that we can play. But I'm also dying Sweet. to hear you live. And uh, if you want to dive in and play something for us, and then we'll uh, we'll come back and uh, and we'll yeah, we'll, that'd be we'll great. Talk, I would but, love uh, to. Dying, dying to hear you play something. Yeah, I'm dying to play some raw afternoon music right now. Before afternoon, the vocals. <laughs> I'm still getting ready in the day. I didn't even have my coffee yet, so this is oh going to be a good one. Is your voice deeper? In the, this was a discussion on the show earlier. Is your voice deeper in the morning? Uh, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. It, take, <laughs> it takes me to like, I don't know, gigs after four are like my <laughs> my prime time spot. Right, right, right. But you might get some raw goodness right now because sometimes mm. it's it's good to get that that early morning voice. Absolutely, uh, absolutely. Yeah, you want me to play something right now for you guys? Yeah, go for, right. go for it. Yeah, the okay. song's called "The Cattle." All right. Okay? Get me off the ride. I don't know which way is up or down. I'd say if I'm alive, I haven't blinked nine more than twice. A soul you seem. We're gonna take out of the cattle. That down and over now, I'll walk them to the gallows. The gallows, come on, let's meet. Ah, me, good night. Cut your steak, bring the knife. I'm seeking. I'm high, 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 whatever low, 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 again, high, 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 whatever low, 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 
If you're just joining us, we have Kenny Troon live in studio here on the program. And if you have any questions or feedback or anything at all, uh, 603-250-6007. The studio line is open if you want to call and talk to Kenny. 603-250-6007. You can also text me at 617-917-4476. I'm on social media at Matt Connerton. You can email me, Matt, at mattconnerton.com. And, of course, you can interact and opine in the Facebook live chat. But the best thing to do so that we can hear and enjoy your dulcet tones is give us a call at 603-250-6007. Jeff W. Call, Cole, if I'm saying that uh, correctly, says, I get it, bud. (laughs) Jeffy. Someone you know, obviously. <laughs> uh, yeah, I love him. That's, that's my boy, Jeff. Uh, Run Like Thieves in the chat room says, yeah, Kenny Troon. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I like that, yeah. Yeah, you were telling us, uh, if you want to say this again on air, too, this was interesting, how you know, uh, how you met Greg yes. from uh, from Run Like Thieves, yes. Greg Santini, the running drummer. Yes, we. Uh, when, I'm from Long Island, New York. Shout out Long Island, New York. Uh, so you're you're a real New Yorker. I'm a real New Yorker. I just went to TD Garden last night to see the Knicks lose to Boston. Yeah. So I, I I've seen the Knicks come to Boston twice, two losses in a row. But just, <laughs> uh, we'll we'll keep going on that. Yeah. Um, but Greg, when I moved up here, I found this app. It's like Tinder for musicians. It's called Vamper. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And I swiped right on Greg. He swiped right on me. Aw. <laughs> and we matched, and it was great. We didn't yeah. go to dinner, but we uh, <laughs> we played. He he drove out to Troy, New York, actually, on my birthday of last year, and uh, we played a show. And then after we played, he uh, met my band members. He hadn't met them before the show. He met them after. Yeah, which was great. But we had a great time. And Greg's the man. Greg Greg fills in for whenever I play shows up here because okay. most of my band members are in New York. Yeah. So, like, when I do stuff up here, Greg's my go-to guy. He's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's been a, a consistent uh, topic on the show about how drummers always play with a lot of different people because drummers are in such high demand. Like, oh, most, yeah. Most of the drummers I meet, they're in, like, 10 different bands. Or... Oh, yeah. <laughs> and plus, there's, like, so many singer-songwriters who need a drummer. Right, right. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, and bass players, too. Bass, yep. You need bass players. Those, those are hard to come by, too, uh, oh, yeah. sometimes. I play bass, and when I was... Uh, yes. I don't, I don't play anymore, but when I was out in playing in bands i was in like four bands at one point at, at one time yeah you know, but just, when you say you don't play anymore yeah. what does that mean like yeah i'm just i'm you not still I'm could not, do it i i still could yeah i'm just i'm not active in the you scene. didn't hit your head and was like i don't remember how to play this thing that would be horrible <laughs> that would be no no but uh although i haven't i haven't picked up a bass in a long time but um but yeah but dr- drummer my theory about drummers is when you you know if you want to be a drummer when you go to have that conversation with your parents about yeah i want to play an instrument but i want to play the drums yeah you know either the drums or <laughs> or the tuba is the other one that they're probably yeah. going to try to talk you out of yeah unless they got a good soundproof room in right the house <laughs> right or yeah. a dungeon or basement to throw you down there. right exactly exactly <laughs> hey it's better to hear them making loud noise than doing other bad stuff you know what i mean true. so that's true at least you know what they're doing you know now what brought you uh what brought you to this area because you're, you're from long island how long have you been here my parents have lived up here since maybe 2009 or 10 okay 
And uh, I stayed in New York. I didn't go with them. But I would always visit New Hampshire. I loved it up here. And it got to a point where nothing was really happening for me in New York. It was very stressful, lot, very expensive. Very, yeah. Jobs weren't good. And I don't know. I come up here. I got a, a job with Live Nation immediately. Yeah. Being a stagehand and uh, being around the music industry still. Yeah. And I uh, actually work also at the SNHU Arena. Shout out to uh, the Bull Crew boys. Um, so I'm still in, involved with music now, and it lets me do my music as well on top of that. It's just been great. I uh, met the love of my life up here. Oh, excellent. Yeah, so that that's pretty great. And uh, I don't know, everything's just been good since I moved up here. And I'm living free, and I'm not dead yet. So yes, so something's gone right. <laughs> Something has gone right. <laughs> I'm swiping right, matching on Vamper. I have swiping right, matching on Tinder. I guess uh, what other apps we got out there I can use. Well, speaking of Greg, I think he's on the line. Greg, is that Greg, you? Did Greg call it right now? Yeah. This is great. Hello, gentlemen. How are you? <laughs> Hello. We, we were we were just talking about you. <laughs> Hi, Greg. Well, I had to call him in because Kenny's my boy, and he is awesome. So. That's awesome. You did such a fantastic job just now. It was really great, Kenny. Dude, thanks, Greg. We got to jam soon again, Bob. Absolutely, absolutely. But I just want to uh, give a shout-out to, to you, Kenny, and also to Long Island, New York, where we're, we both hail from. Kenny and I were also born in the same hospital. Same hospital. Oddly enough. Oh, no kidding. That's all, Okay, I'm glad you brought that up because I was like, we're from the same area. No, it's the same hospital. Yeah. <laughs> it wow. Gets, yeah. It gets deeper. <laughs> That's it gets great. even deeper. It gets deeper. Wow. Well, very cool. That's great. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So I just want to say, I just want to say hello and, and shout out. And also, I just wanted to um, to give you guys a, a little heads up for our show. We're actually doing a contest. You know, Dan is um, our the singer in Run Like Thieves. Mm-hmm. He is uh, sponsored by Breed Love Guitars, and we're giving away a guitar. And I'm putting it out all over social media on our YouTube channel, and basically what we're doing is asking people to cover acoustically one of our songs and post it. Oh. And then whoever we think is the coolest and the best will get a guitar. Wow. Um, and oh. we're going to announce the winner at our show January 7th, which I know you guys, uh, Jen and Matt, are going to go to, and hopefully Kenny's going to go to, too. Well, right? I'm going to win that come? guitar, bro. I'm <laughs> just letting you know. <laughs> yeah, listen, you, you're, you're totally eligible. Um, to do it. So, anyway, I was about I to say, am I even eligible that. for this? <laughs> <laughs> but anyone's eligible, even Jenny. I think Jenny could do it too. I, I know. <laughs> no, no. That's a great. That's a great idea, though. That's a great concept. I like that a lot. Yeah, that's a cool, cool idea, though. It is. Yeah. yeah. So. It's gonna be cool to hear. But anyway, I just wanted to say thanks, guys, and thanks again for having us on the other week. And uh, Kenny, rock it out, buddy. Thanks, Bob. Thanks for calling in. All right, Greg, and we, we will uh, see you on uh, January 7th. Yes. Absolutely. Six o'clock. All right. We'll be there. Looking forward to it. All right, buddy. Thanks. All right. See you got guys. it. Bye-bye. All right. The great uh, Greg Santini, also known as uh, the running drummer. Yes. From, uh, the man likes to run. From Run Like Thieves. Yes. yes. Yeah, I mean, yes, if you're a does. drummer, you got to kind of have that endurance anyway. Yeah, true. You're flailing and the whole hour set or however long you play oh more. yeah absolutely yeah it's the most physical instrument because mm-hmm. you're using all your limbs and mm-hmm. uh i'm always impressed when i see singing drummers which you don't see a lot at least not on lead vocals yeah. you don't see a lot of that but uh i love a good singing drummer um i think a good example of uh, a singing drummer turned lead singer and turned their back on drums is the guy from three doors down 
Did you know that he drummed on the first record? Yeah, I didn't. I, I just assumed he still was. I forget his name. I think it's Brad Arnold. Okay. I think so. But he was the drummer. But then when they blew up, he was like, I don't play drums anymore. I'm the singer. Oh, I didn't know that. No I always way, assumed really? he was still playing drums. Yeah. No. Oh, he, he wants to be out front. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I actually did um, uh, stagehand for their gig at Meadowbrook. And he was, yeah, he's, he's just the front guy now. He's been oh. the front guy for a while. He, he oh. abandoned that a while ago. Oh, okay. But yeah, with the, the little Madonna yeah, mic. Yeah. I don't know why I called the Madonna mic, but you know what I mean. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I want to see some drummers that sing. Uh, so Greg, start your start singing more, all right? If you're still listening. Even in bands that do have uh, singing drummers, a lot of the time it, it's only like part, like some songs they might sing on. Like they'll split the lead singer. Duties, okay, yeah, you know, yeah, but, yeah. But yeah, I'm trying to think of a band where. See, I, I thought Three Doors Down. I didn't realize he had abandoned the drums. I'm trying to think of a band where they have a singing drummer who sings everything. Like who's also the lead singer okay. for everything. Do you know Anderson Pock? No. He's a great artist who, uh, him and the Free Nationals, he drums, raps, sings. He's incredible. Oh, really? Yeah, he's like, if you see his Tiny Desk concert, yeah. he's just like in the middle, like cutting it up, <laughs> playing the drums cr- flawlessly and just effortlessly oh wow he's really good and if you want to go into like heavier drummers that do the madonna mic <laughs> seven dust do you remember that band oh vividly oh, yeah, of course so yeah morgan would do the like yeah. all the yells and yeah but he yeah. had the madonna mic going so yeah yeah i like that i can't think of anyone else off the top of my head yeah anymore, but yeah they're out there and if you're out there hit up matt hit up me let's talk about it call us in <laughs> or, there's, or there's bands at, like uh, the Don only, Henley. Oh, okay. yeah, but was he but another it, one that just I'm Don but, Henley, but, uh, so I need to be sort of, sort of, sort of. Because if you see the Eagles live, he'll play drums on some mm-hmm. things, but then he'll come up front for others, mm-hmm. and, or, so, and somebody else jumps in. Or Levon from the band. Um, but he, but but he's another one who didn't sing on everything, right? Yeah, that, so that's it, true. Yeah, like I can't, I can't think of an example where the drummer is the lead full time lead singer. Yeah, yeah. Like in in Genesis, uh, Phil Collins, right. he would you know he would come up front. You yeah. know he'd he'd sing he'd play drums on a few things, but he'd yeah. come up come up front. You know, and then he was Genesis when uh, uh, Gabe's left. Yeah, and so, I I love Peter Gabriel. He's like one of my favorites. Yeah, you by the way. So uh, I didn't know this about you until uh, somebody uh, mentioned it in the chat room uh, that you play you multiple instruments, right? Y- yeah, I play drums, bass, guitar. And piano. Wow. Sing. I rap. I make beat. I'm a producer. Yeah. I I uh produce and engineer and mix all my records. Okay. Myself. Yeah. Oh wow. Wow. I went to audio school in two thousand four in New York City. Um learned everything I need to learn. And uh just so no one could tell me what to do like what yeah. to do. Like I I think I grew up in a in an era where I was just like a singer in a band for a while, people trying to tell me what to do, how to mm-hmm. dress, signing a label with Capitol Records when I'm 21, and just dealing with all the the behind the scenes stuff of yeah. like people telling you, oh, you got to do this, you got to write songs like this, you got to do. It's like mm-hmm. I learned everything myself just so I could make my own world, make my own universe. Because yep. I don't want to play in your world, dude. Like, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. And I honed my craft for about over twenty years now, so like, I I, I love it. And, and we're fortunate to live in a time where you can really do that, you know. 
like now what? it's even better right. for a situation like that i own all my stuff no one owns anything that's excellent mine. yeah i don't yeah. like because that's the thing with these like these deals when you sign these deals they're they're covering your recording costs mm -hmm. all, your, all this stuff so i'm like taking a huge chunk of that away where it's just like you why don't you just pay for marketing or something i don't right, know right but even then like uh facebook ads these days instagram ads i have like 1300 followers but my story only gets like 70 people seeing it yeah you know what i mean yeah, and yeah. they want you to pay money yeah, right right it's this whole thing where it's like the wild wild west where you got to figure out like yep. new ways to do things i yep. kind of like it it's yeah yeah it's fresh and absolutely it's really cool uh evan hilsinger in yes. the uh, chat room says kenny troon is the greatest <laughs> evan evan's my uh longest running band member best friend yeah from high school we were in a band together oh wow yeah where he he played guitar i was singing okay and then now he's my bass player yeah. and i play guitar and sing yep. so it's kind of dope now is he back in new york or the, is he's the in band? new york he's okay. listening in new york right now or he could it's the weekend he could be at his house yeah. in the poconos so but but the so the how often do you play with the band because logistically it must be a little bit of a challenge uh it is but we're at a point where we like know each other very well like if we get like a little run like like if i travel to them and we and we're able to get a little run through for an hour or two before a show that's good sometimes we don't yeah but sometimes those shows are the best shows yeah because everyone's just everyone practices by listening right right what songs are we gonna do here are the songs and they'll be like all right I, we'll just show up and we'll leave it there yeah because sometimes when you practice too much you're like you like peak already before oh, you yeah. even get there you're like oh yeah you do it great at the practice like four times and then you go to the show and it's not it's almost like saving that energy to just like no that totally you know, that totally makes sense i firmly believe in that, and that like, i like it loose yeah but enough where there's a format throughout yeah. the show yeah makes so, it makes it more exciting yeah. I, I totally get that yeah yeah, yeah. um you want to do you want to play another song i'm dying to hear another song um okay uh i could play a new one that i just wrote with oh. uh my uh lovely girlfriend's kids now how new new as in no one has... Did, no no one knows this song really oh very nice we like the uh, this is a premieres. world premiere on the radio which they'll probably love um oh. Oh, we love it too. We love the world radio premieres around yes. here. Beatrix and Walter St. Pierre helped me write this song. Um, they're in uh, second and fourth grade. Oh, no kidding. Yes. So I'll try this one for them. All right. Very nice. Little rock turned into a human He ate some grass and grew real tall But then he went and had himself some Cheez-Its He thought now, well that is delicious And they drove off into the sunset on an elephant and they drove off into the sunset on an elephant. Elefante, 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 Elefante. They drove into the sunset. And the man and the panda, they showed up to the 
party with some nachos and Doritos and some Fritos. And they went to the Nick game, but they lost to the Celtics. But it was okay, cause we had a great time. And we drove off into the sunset on an elephant. And we drove off into the sunset on an elephant. Elefante, Elefante, Elefante. And they drove off into the sunset on an elephant. Very nice. What is it called? That's awesome. Uh, Elefante, I believe. <laughs> I didn't write those lyrics. Those, yeah. They were written by them. The lyrics are relatable to me because uh, I also enjoy Cheez-Its. Yes. <laughs> and think about being a rock. Uh-huh. You're a rock, and then you just explode into a human. Yeah. You eat grass, you grow tall, but then you find Cheez-Its, and you're like, wow, this mm-hmm. is way different than grass. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yes. It sounds pretty... <laughs> everyone can relate to it, I feel. It could be my next hit. I would love to uh, send them to trade schools uh-huh. with the money from that song. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Not college. We don't want to send them to college and have them in debt for, right. like, 50 grand. We just right. want... Maybe a ten thousand dollar debt. Yes. And a trade where they can make money, you know. There you go. There you go. I digress. <laughs> I digress. <laughs> if you're just joining us, Kenny Troon is here with us live in studio. Uh Benjamin uh Belanger in the chat room says, get it. Oh, Benny. That's awesome. Um, and uh J Fat is asking in the chat room, have you ever considered the possibility of extending the length of your beard? <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, my beard has been huge before. Yeah. Jason covets beards. Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. A, he's a beard guy. It's been really big. Yeah. I actually cut my hair. Here, I'll show you. My hair is short right now, but yeah. my hair was super long. Oh, really? My beard was... Re- yeah, I, I let it go with the pandemic. Yeah. I was like, I'm not going to cut it till this is over. And then it <laughs> didn't end. Right. So, uh, <laughs> but... uh, Two weeks. Yeah. I, I try to look. I try to look a little more presentable these days. But yeah, yeah. Tell him I feel his. I feel him on the beard. I loved my beard. He has a large beard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I could hide snacks in there for later. It was sure. really good. Oh. It was a hey, flavor saver. That's what it was. By the oh. way, <laughs> by the way, uh, uh, I'm curious. If working at uh, the Snoo, uh, do you know Michael Martineau, also known as Texas Mike? Maybe. Mm. If he works, what does he do at the I for, snoo? I forget what he does there exactly. Uh, I mean, he's there. He's there for events. Do you remember he what he does? Do events, but I forget. something to do with concessions, maybe. I'm not sure. Yeah, you 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 may not have uh, you may not have encountered him. I pro- uh, maybe I've seen him, like around. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, Melanie said, uh, "Yeah, right. All guys uh, lie and say, you know, regarding the beard, say it was huge." Um, <laughs> <laughs> I swear it was. <laughs> <laughs> You'll find some Google image somewhere of it. Uh, we should play another uh, studio track. We've already uh, played a couple of them earlier in the show, but I, I'm curious to uh, let's see. Do you is is there um? We've got that. There's a song that you sent me that's um, from a live show. And yeah, th- and then there's another studio track. I'll let you, I'll let you uh, the, pick. The other studio track is the single and video I've been uh, oh. promoting called "I Don't Think We're Ever Alone." Oh, we should play that one then. Yeah, yeah let's do that. And uh, yeah, this is a great song. And um, can you tell us a- about it? Uh, is there a-, a story behind it? Uh, 
Yeah, I uh, during the pandemic, I uh, was living in uh, an apartment that turned into a squat because my landlord, uh, we got served papers right before the pandemic happened where he hadn't been paying taxes on the house for years. Oh, and no. they were going to take it. Oh, and they were like, you guys shouldn't pay him anymore because uh, like, you know what I mean? So wow. we were like, OK, but then the pandemic happened and we were just, uh, you know, the power went out. Oh, and then no. I had to steal power from the public library next door and the house next door. And then it was a whole thing. Wow. But I ended up getting out of there and finding a new place. But the place I moved into uh, a week or two before someone had overdosed in the house and they were trying to get someone else to move in. Yeah. And they didn't tell me that. And I, so I was dealing with all weird spirits in the house that I moved in. So the song has a lot to do with the weirdness that was occurring at the new place that I moved into where someone had just recently like died in the house. What kind of weirdness was occurring? Um, okay, so randomly I was on the deck and I was, uh, I think I was smoking a cigarette or something and all of a sudden there's a huge fire on the, on the deck. Like a, a really? fire just happened. Oh my God. Out of nowhere, I had to put it out. And then an, a roommate of mine came out the bathroom with like blood on him and he wasn't bleeding. It wasn't his blood. Oh my God. So a lot of things were happening. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, jeez. And yeah. So I, I feel like that's intense. I don't think we're ever alone was kind of, I'm like, yeah, maybe like <laughs> even if we pass on, like we're still here. And like, you're yeah. even if you feel like there's no one physically there with you, mm -hmm. some, something's up. Interesting. Interesting. All right. Well, let's give this a listen. Oh, by the way, um, Run Like Thieves in the chat room says, this song is one of my favorite Kenny Troon songs. Nice. And uh, Melanie says, uh, why were they weird spirits? That sounds super judgmental. Well, you know, when there's, when there's blood and fire. So yeah. I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah if, if they were cooking me, like, breakfast and, like, you know, doing other things for me like doing my laundry i'd be like this ghost is cool right, right. a helpful ghost is <laughs> yeah. nice you know that's the kind of ghost yeah you but want. something strange was afoot at the circle k if, so to speak you it'd, know what i mean it'd be nice if you could choose your ghost you yeah know, like you a, can't you yeah, definitely no. can't well uh <laughs> let's give this a listen so this is uh kenny troon and this is called i don't think we're ever alone here on matt connerton unleashed Something's burning The blood was spilled Lives were lost Spirits lurk within these walls There's something weird Going on I don't think we're ever alone That we are ever alone 
dead Like that mouse in the corner Did you see that leg caught in a trap? No, I don't want to remember The blood was spilled, lives were lost Spirits live within these walls There's something weird going on I don't think we're ever alone Oh, that is cool. And that does have a spooky vibe. That is, I don't think we're ever alone. The great Kenny Troon is here with us live in studio. Yay, the great Kenny Troon. Yes, I, like, yes. I like the sound of that. Thank yeah. you, man. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> by the way, uh, Run Like Thieves in the chat room says, Greg from RLT says that as a retired uh, FDNY fire marshal, Kenny's cigarette started that fire. Case, no, case I, closed. I swear. <laughs> I swear, though, because I was on the other side of the deck and yeah. I was like, Thinking, did I like Urkel? Did I do that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like literally, uh, what I I think happened. I want to clarify to the FDNY um, <laughs> alumni out there. Yes. That it was a a piece of broken glass, a mirror on the ground. Mm -hmm. Sun was hitting the mirror. Reflect. I'm, I swear, oh. this is what I came up with. Yeah, yeah. If it wasn't a weird ghost or something <laughs> right, or right. killer ghost <laughs> but i was like and there were like dried leaves hit like hitting the i don't know i'm I mean, trying any, to anything's possible greg can you run that through your <laughs> fdny uh, machine <laughs> tell me right if but, that's accurate or that's the thing that could happen <laughs> and this is very nice uh nicole saint pierre in the chat room says the kids are feeling very famous after hearing you play their song <laughs> Yes, that's amazing. Hi, Bubs. That's very nice. Very yes, nice. Yes, that's great. They 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 think I'm famous. <laughs> it's weird. Well, you you are now. You've to got them, the, yeah. You get the Matt Connerton unleashed bump. Yeah, when we went to the <laughs> when we went to the Celtics game, uh, little Walt was like, "Oh, but can we get sit sit on the floor? Aren't you famous?" And oh. I'm like, "Oh." <laughs> Maybe one day. There are degrees to fame. <laughs> yeah. There are degrees. 100%. <laughs> well, shout out to them. I'm happy they're listening. And who played uh, Slide on that song? You mentioned uh, during my the... My dude, Josh Hottingman, played oh. Mean Brass Slide on that last song. Is he in your band? Or... He is. Yeah, he's okay. in my band. Okay. We have like a, a usual suspects list in my band. Yeah. There's some altering parts. Like Greg will join the band for like New Hampshire dates when I'm not in New York. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. We have like... Sometimes Maggie will come in and play the sax mm -hmm. whenever we get Maggie. Maggie had a kid, so Maggie is off for there a little bit. Yeah. Like, it changes. So we have Josh Honigman right now on guitar and keys. Chris Pachanka on guitar. Evan Hilsinger on bass. 
um, and me on guitar and singing, and yeah. then drummers are, you know, drummers yeah, yeah. are hard to come by. Exactly, exactly. Um, what was your, because you play multiple instruments, what was your first instrument? My first instrument was bass because I wanted to join Evan's band. Oh. Yeah, I didn't know how to play. I just loved music. I wanted to be in the band, and it was so cool that they had a band Yeah, in uh, ninth grade. So. Oh, okay. And that, I, w- I wanted to do it. That's what got you started? Yeah. Well, actually, I think I started maybe a little before that where I borrowed my friend's bass to play in like a hardcore band. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. We were called Savagery. Yeah. I can't forget this. Shout out to Nick Formont, Chris Suarez, and Vinny Roseboom. But um, we we did that, and then I seriously did a band with Evan where I was playing bass. Yeah. But then I moved into the singer spot because we didn't have a singer. Or we did have a singer, but he didn't want to sing, or he was taking too long on doing the singing. Wouldn't oh, sing really? in front of us, or like... Oh, well, that's a problem. Yeah. And then yep. we, we, we did a... <laughs> me and Evan did a uh, a little demo of a song idea where we had you know those old laptop mics from Mm. that were just on the computer oh yes so (laughs) he was in the room while i was down the hall singing loud and it was like the same volume as it was just ridiculous (laughs) but we did a demo like that where i sang and that was like kind of when i was like i think i'm gonna be the singer interesting so that's that's how that worked out uh did you take any vocal lessons or are you self-taught i did when i had a, a record deal the label got me a guy adrian holtz which i love that man i don't know where he is this day but it was in the lower east side of manhattan where i would go see him uh the label like was like we need you to have a better voice and huh. you need to know you know they're putting money into you they want you to have that but basically the like i don't know his his uh his a studying with him was pretty good it was like i haven't done it since but it was yeah. my the training i needed things i already knew and felt but didn't really know how to like i don't know put them in a, a box and understand them yeah so to speak but i did have some vocal training okay okay like 21 yeah yeah um, we've got uh, Kenny Troon here. If you have any questions or anything at all uh, for Kenny, uh, 603-250-6007. The studio line is open, 603-250-6007. Can you talk more about your your experience with being signed to a label? Because, well, for one thing, I'm a music industry nerd, and we mm-hmm. talk about we talk about music industry stuff a lot on, yeah. the, on the show, and, and, um, you know, and that's kind of a lot of our listener base is made up of people who either have experience in that or are active mm-hmm. in the music industry in some way. And I'm, I'm curious to hear, I mean, it sounds like it, it sounds like it ended with you feeling like you wanted to be able to do everything yourself and be really yeah. independent. But I'm I'm curious to know pretty, more. Pretty pretty traumatic stuff, I guess for me. It's like my PTSD stuff. No kidding. When I was like twenty, yeah, because yeah. it's like, um, the whole process of getting a deal was it was so weird. It was like, it was almost like you find you found a Craigslist ad for a producer looking for a hot new band, and this is like, oh five two thousand five. So we get a producer and a manager combo from Craigslist. (laughs) Producer-manager combo. And they're, like, kind of, like, grooming us in a way of, like, making us look a certain way and recording us. Wait, just so I'm clear. So this combo, they were advertising in Craigslist? On Craigslist. I don't—the drummer found it. I didn't find this at the time, but, like— 
this is how it happened. Okay. I'm t- like, yeah. They so we got that. We worked with them for like a pretty long time. Like we we got an investor. Um. So they, I guess, the manager and producer would record a demo for us, get an investor to pay for it, huh. and then the manager used his contacts to shop it. Yeah. And it and it worked. <laughs> we had Hollywood Records come out to see us. Uh, took us to dinner after we played. Um. The Continental in New York City, that was great. My mom got a whole school bus to bring everyone to the city oh. from Long Island, so oh, we wow. packed the place out. Cool. Yeah, we were we knew what we you know we're dealing with. We're having someone come see us and all that. And yeah, you know, eventually, you know, some some of the record uh, labels were what were okay, and I got I hit it off with the the dude from Hollywood Records, Jason Jordan, a lot, and uh. We didn't end up going with him. I think Breaking Benjamin was with him at the time, Hollywood Records. And uh, we ended up getting flown out to California to meet with Jamie Feldman and Andy Slater for Capitol Records. Mm-hmm. So we we had a, um audition for the Hall label. Yeah. So it was a cool moment for me and the and the guys in the band at that time because we we show and proved. Like, the Hall label was like, let's make a record. We were just like... Wow. Is this great? Like, <laughs> I was the front man then. So when we did the performance, I walked off the stage, got in their faces, was doing like, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. And they, I felt like it was a moment in time I'll never forget. You know what yeah. I mean? It was really great. Went to the Rainbow Room after L.A. We're signed. It's all good. We're twenty one, but and then then comes in the other stuff where, uh, everyone now in the band thinks they know how to write the hit. Uh huh. <laughs> I'm just the singer. Even though I play guitar and wrote a song, like I only wrote like one or two songs where they let me. Okay. The band, because the yeah. band all thinks they knew how to do everything. Yeah. They 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 swap me an auto tune. I hate auto tune. Mm-hmm. Just just like things that were just really hard to deal with. Yeah. And then after a while, it just was really I couldn't express myself the way i wanted i was odd man out on little tours we did where like i wasn't even being friends with them really we weren't getting along oh wow it was just a lot of things and i actually and for that to happen so early and all yeah. of this you know yeah i wow. kiboshed it i left wow i walked away from it because it wasn't right it didn't feel right and yeah. i wasn't there was like tell me what to wear like the the labels like tell me where these like leather pants <laughs> and like just like all this stuff where i'm just like they they were riding the wave of like the emo wave in 05 06 sure yeah 07 and i'm not necessarily i'm from there where a lot of that music came to you know get some notoriety right but like i always felt it was a little different and i don't know it it it, it, it gives me a lot of uh gave me a lot of grief for a lot of years because um you want that as an artist. You of want course. to be on a label. You want to, but then it's not cracked up to all, you know what I mean? And I, I, you know, we're okay on terms now, like with that band. We were all young. We didn't know yeah. what the hell was going on. Oh, of we, course. We were all needed to grow and learn. Mm-hmm. And it, it was just, uh, I don't know, because I'm always trying to make it back to that mountain, but that mountain isn't where I want to go. But right. to some, relevance i want to get my music out to to the masses but it's weird in these times you feel like when you post stuff you're a 
just in the clutter of everyone else's stuff mm -hmm. where it'll get overlooked or you have to pay to play. Yeah. You got to pay. If you don't have the money, you it won't talk for you. You know what I mean? Right, right. So it, it's, it's just interesting to me. But that, that whole dealing with the major label was a pretty when, interesting time. When you walked away, I mean, did, did they try to get you to stay? Did the label put any pressure on you to stay? Or how, how did... How did like, no, like... because we were signed to the producer and manager who oh, okay. signed to the... Got, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I it, do. Yeah. You're like not even you're like the puppet in that aspect. Then like yeah. you, you don't control anything. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it becomes like <laughs> I don't even know at yeah, this point. But, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, did the band try to continue without you? Do you know? Yeah, they did. Okay. And I felt like they used all the same contacts that they had. And I don't care. Yeah. Because I didn't yeah. want to be involved anymore. Right. They went on, they did a band for a while and no, they they're not a band like most yeah. bands. They yeah, yeah. you're a band till you're not a band. Right. But I I've never stopped. I will yeah. say this. I've been continuing my journey. It's my journey, so it's different from everyone else's. Different from theirs. And uh, I kind of like where I've I've gone. I've gone to weird places. I do. We haven't even touched upon this, but I have different aliases and characters in different genres of music that I do. Okay. I have an R and B character named Kenneth Wood. Oh, yes, I found Kenneth Wood online. See, that's me. Like, okay. You yep. didn't know because I was wearing glasses. I was a little more suave looking. There. Yeah, yeah. But I also have a rap alias, uh, Snotty Nose. Okay. And I'm in a uh, metal, post-metal band called As Dark As You. Oh, that's a cool uh, cool name. <laughs> yeah, like I built like my own world of genres and music. Like yeah. it's, it's my own label yeah, yeah. of my own. Wow. Call that weird or narcissistic or anything, but I'm. it's pretty... It's my world that I created, and I, cool. I I really enjoy it. And that's what I put my life's passion in. Yeah, into. yeah. Do they? Um, is there sort of a hierarchy in your mind in terms of in terms of priorities? I like, keep it loose. Yeah, yeah. I I know when it's time to do. It's weird. I know when it's time to like go into one of the other characters. Yeah. And do or like you know because I also like to switch it up in music because it yeah. keeps it fun that way. Yeah. So. Um, Wow. I love it. Yeah. I love doing it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I have total control of my own stuff, so it's yeah. really good. Very cool. Yeah. Um, if you're just joining us, uh, Kenny Troon is here, and if you want to, we don't have a lot of time left, so if you want to get in with a question or anything at all, uh, give us a call on the studio line, 603-250-6007. Uh, Melanie in the chat room does have a question. She says, uh, are you still in the haunted apartment? But obviously- that, No, that, that was in that New was York. back in New York. Yeah. That was in Patch Hog, New York. I don't know if you guys know where Patch Hog is. Patch Hog? But, uh, yeah, <laughs> a fun fact, Billy Idol lived in Patch Hog when he came from, uh, I think, England. Oh, really? Yeah, and he moved to Long Island in Patch Hog. Very oh. random fact. Oh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> do you want to, uh, while we uh, have some time left, do you want to play another uh, live song for us? Um. Yeah, let's see what we got here. Would love to hear more live. Again, if you're just joining us, we have Kenny Troon live in studio here on the program. Oh, let me get that other mic up there. There we go. Okay, this song's called Mark My Words. All right. Hey! 
How many days are in a week if you could never sleep? Oh, how will I ever get to Sunday school on time? All I know is that the bus stops right outside of my house. It takes me out in about, yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure that I can occupy my life just fine. I'm alive. Come to think of it. Mark my words. Mark your calendar. Well, the day is the day. We believe in more than just miracles. More than just miracles. Mark my words. And mark your calendar. Well, the day is the day we believe in more than just miracles. How many people do we meet in our short existence? Well, I lost count about 38 some odd years ago. Now all I know is that the bus stops right outside my house. Takes me out and about, yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure that I can occupy my life just fine. I'm alive. Come to think of it. Mark my words and mark your calendar. Well, the day is the day we believe in more than just miracles. More than just miracles. Mark my words and mark your calendar. Well, the day is the day we believe, well, we believe, we believe. How will I ever get to Sunday school on time? If I never sleep at night, if I never sleep. How will I ever get to Sunday school on time, time, time. Mark my words, mark your calendar. Well, the day is the day we believe in one just miracle. One just miracles. Mark my words and mark your calendar. Well, the day is the day, today is the day. Oh, my God. What a great song. Thank you. I love that. That's, All your songs are awesome. That's, uh, <laughs> Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Uh, what's the name of that again? That song's called Mark My Words. Okay. Now, is that, um, is, is that out? Uh, is that available? That's on my first solo album, uh, No Longer Scared which is out on all platforms. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah really, really. One good. of the first song, not first, but like one of the earlier songs I've, I've written. Okay. Like 20, 2009, maybe I wrote it. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow, that is uh, that is really good. Thank you, that, man. That is really good. Really appreciate it. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, we've got, yeah, we've got a, a few minutes left. If you have any uh, questions or anything at all for uh, Kenny, uh, 603-250-6007. We have Kenny Troon with us live in studio. Um, now is, um, is everything else like are these, as you described it, these different characters they have in music as, um, are they all easy to find online for people who want yeah, to explore? They're on everything? all the platforms. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, if you go to my Instagram, Kenny Troon Music. Yeah. The link tree has everything. So you oh, can okay. like, it's like a treasure trove of like, what is this? Is yeah. this the same person? Like, so it's kind of like, I don't know. I want people to find my music that way and just like keep digging and be like, wait, what is this? Right. What is this? Right. <laughs> I so found like, it. Oh, you found it? <laughs> yeah. I found the link tree and I have been sharing it. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Uh-huh. Yeah. I have I just came out with, uh, I did a, a merch drop with T Public. I don't know if you guys heard of that uh, website, but. I uh, got a lot of cool merch on my link tree that I just came out with. This is one of them. This is my album cover. Oh. To most of the songs you played on the radio today. Oh, okay. It's called Mangostine. Okay. Nice. And uh, yeah, so if you guys want to check out Mangostine, most of the songs that Matt played today uh, were on that album. Outstanding. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we're going to, uh, in a couple of minutes, we're going to close out with uh, I've Got My Thumb Out, this live. Now, where was this recorded? This was recorded at uh, my drummer's uh, recording studio at The Coop, live at The Coop Studios in okay. Irvington, New York. Oh, okay. And we did it on my birthday. I drove down to New York for my friend Sue's wedding. Shout out to Sue and Danielle. And then the next day, we went to Irvington and I hired a videographer and we we did a live in studio thing and this song is actually improvised like Oh no kidding. We got in the room and did it. We were starting to do it and then I was like wait, let's wait till the camera's on and then let's really do it cuz you don't yeah. want to give it a waste the energy, you know what I mean? Right, of course. So yeah. once we caught ourselves, we waited till the camera guy was done and then we like started into that idea we did and what you're about to hear is that all improvised. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Um, and uh, before we do that, too, where should people go online? Where's the best place to go for people to, to keep up with everything that you're doing? Um, I would on Facebook, Kenny Troon, or Instagram, Kenny Troon Music. That's the two most important hubs to find all my music. YouTube, just look up Kenny Troon. I got a ton of, I got a channel on there, a ton of videos. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And you have an unusual last name, so it's easy to find you. Yeah, T-R-U-H-N. Yes, yes. <laughs> which Matt has successfully said my name the whole time without knowing, which is great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was asking, uh, listeners won't know this, but yeah, I was asking you off air earlier. I was like, am I saying your last name correctly? <laughs> and it tur- turned out I got it right. Yep. So I was, I was very happy about that. He was that. obsessing over it, actually. <laughs> yeah, he was like, talking oh. about it this morning before we left. Like, I hope I'm saying I hope name. I'm saying it right. I mean, you right. don't want to say it wrong. Like, a bunch of times, I'm like, oh, man, I just right, said it wrong. Right, right, right. Like, eight times before. Does anybody ever... Um, misspell it like have you ever seen it misspelled like on a poster for a show or something yes um i've seen because if they've heard my name and they try to write it i've seen it written t-r-u-n-e oh really yeah because they're like trune like prune right (laughs) and i'm like you know Uh, yeah no, I, I can see. It's where, funny. I can see where that would happen. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So we'll uh we'll uh play this uh in a moment. But uh for anyone listening, if you missed any part of today's show, it will be up uh in a little bit within the hour at wmnhradio.org and at my website mattconnerton.com. And uh, of course, next week we've got. Uh, she's. Do you know? Uh, do you remember offhand what we have uh, next week? Or, or do you have it open? I I, I should have. Uh, I should have asked you earlier. To oh, I just happen to be that talented that I do happen to. Know. Excellent, because I know we've got a stacked. Uh, next next we couple do. shows are pretty uh, stacked. Tom Russo will be joining us yes. as well as Dark Rain and Vices. Ah, very good. That's all coming Full up next house week on the sixteenth. And of course, we'll have Eric Pilcher's classic film review as well. Yada yada. So that'll be a that'll be a, a nice uh, full show. And then. Oh, no, wait. 
Oh, that's the 16th. Today, I wait. No, today's the 9th. I did give you the right date. Okay, good. Good. <laughs> Excellent. Brain. No, I was, you know what it was to throw me off is that you and I are actually going back to the Mosaic Art Collection. Oh, yes. On the 15th for the AI in Art talk. Oh, There's right. One at noon, one at five. We'll be attending the noon one on the 15th. Um, you know, maybe we'll have a chance to tell you a little about it on the 16th. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, I'll just remind people, too, that uh, tomorrow night at uh, 7 p.m. Eastern time, I'll be appearing on uh, the. Uh, uh, Kevin's Happy Hour uh, podcast, uh, kevinshappyhour.com. And or, you can find me at jencoffee.com, J-E-N-N-C-O-F-F-U-I.com. And by the way, I said that wrong. It's Trevor's Happy Hour. I, I keep Trevor's I, Happy Hour. I've, I keep getting that mixed up in my mind. I keep thinking Kevin's. I'm not sure why. Trevor's, uh-huh. Trevor'sHappyHour.com. We'll be discussing the uh, Daryl Hall and John Oates uh, legal oh, debacle. Yeah. It's a yeah. Daryl. Whose house? Daryl's house. Uh, apparently, yeah. <laughs> Oats, you can't perform my songs without me. <laughs> oh, it's, it's such. It's it's all very sad. Yeah, he's such a man eater. Ooh. Oh. Ah! Well, you, you know wow. what? I can't go for that. Well, well, well. Oh, come on. well, well Let's played. Keep it going. Uh, uh, <laughs> say it isn't so. All right, we're oh. we're, we're out of. <laughs> We're we're out of time. All right, we got, I love that. We're gonna play this. This is uh, I got my thumb out uh, recorded <laughs> live, and uh, this is uh, Kenny Troon. Kenny, thank you again so thank much. Thank you guys for having me. Absolutely, Appreciate you. absolutely. And uh, check this out. And we'll talk to y'all a little bit later. Bye, everybody.
safe and sound With my thumb out in a universe In a universe Get lost in This universe, this universe Get lost in the Pick me up, 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 pick me
WMNH is sponsored by CGI Business Solutions, located at 5 Dartmouth Drive in Auburn. They serve all your business needs, including employee benefits planning, corporate design and business administration, investments and wealth management, and customized business insurance solutions. Their phone number is 866-841-4600 or on the web at cgibusinesssolutions.com. Bring your kitchen to life with Queen City Cabinetry, located at 87 Elm Street in the historic Sunbeam Mall in Manchester. Open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. and Saturdays, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. They can be reached at 603-222-2007 or on the web at queencitycabinetrynh.com. Come see the possibilities. Queen City Cabinetry, another proud sponsor of WMNH. Come on down to the Hop Knot at 1000 Elm Street, Manchester's premier craft beer and gourmet pretzel bar. Tell us more, Trudy. We make our dough fresh every day. We make a variety of styles of pretzels and serve craft beer, cocktails, and a few bottles of wine. We do the traditional pretzel, and we have multiple flavors for that. We also do stuffed pretzels, pretzel sandwiches, free dessert pretzels and pretzel knots the hop knot in the brady sullivan plaza at 1000 elm street Trust Groland Computers. Located on Elm Street in Manchester, Groland handles computer repair, virus removal, and custom-built systems. Are you looking for budget-friendly options? Check out our selection of fully inspected used computers. We offer tailored, on-site solutions. No unnecessary expenses here. Visit Groland.com or call Groland Computers at 603-645-0101. Your tech, your way. Diz's Cafe is the place to put a smile on your face. Judy and the crew will take care of you. Bring your appetite and treat your taste buds right. Diz's Cafe is always a winning choice. Breakfast, lunch, or supper. Diz's Cafe at 860 Elm Street in downtown Manchester. Dine in, take out, or make a reservation. Call 603-606-2532. Eat, drink, and be happy. Diz's Cafe. 